Welcome to the Varangian Heresy Podcast. We're back with episode six, and we've got a bit of a treat in store for you this evening. We'll go into that in a minute. My name is Jody, also known as Painting Chap. I'm uh, one of the co-hosts here this evening, and with me as always is my co-host and good buddy, Chris. Hey, Jody. What's up? Uh, not much, man. I think that cocktail you've had has probably kicked in already by the uh, by the delay there. Or are we going to blame lag again this time? Yeah, <laughs> it's all it's all about the lag again this time, is it? It's more the cocktail, I think. I think it's more the cocktail as well, but let, let's not tell anybody else that. And uh, my other co-host is uh, the Crown Prince of uh, Swedish Thirty K, Mister Freddie. How you doing, buddy? I'm always good. How are you? Not too bad at all. Not too bad at all. I'm actually celebrating gameful employment. Woohoo! Uh, yeah, gameful employment. Or game. Game. Okay. Game full. Gateful. It's well, it's all cheery one way or the other, you know, at the end of the day. Let's have uh, a toast for Jody then. Hey, Freddy. Yeah, uh, yeah, there's always hope. <laughs> Never. Never. I refuse to have hope. Um, wait a minute. That was supposed to be a good thing, right? Anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, uh, in, in serious note, um, very, very happy with that. So I can actually start maybe having a hobby budget. It's going to be good. Yay. Maybe. <laughs> maybe being the operative word um, you will help increase the profit margins of forge world of which i am not ha- unhappy to do i am quite happy to do that um to be honest because <laughs> then i get pretty pretty models and they 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 basically make more money to go and make more pretty pretty models so it's all good in the, the long way around i don't and, think they have that amount of uh, iron circle in store actually Oh, they better. They better be stocking up if they're listening, which I, of course they are. Of course they're listening. Don't make me send that gif again with the dancing iron circle and Perturabo. Yeah, but that was fun to watch, man. I like that one. That was, watch they, for they, hours and hours. Just they can there. get a groove on. I mean, yeah, let's be fair. We, we, we talked for hours and hours last time, actually. And a big shout out to uh, JP for that as well, because that was a lot of fun. And if you've listened to episode five, and made it through to episode six. Well done. <laughs> well, very well done. Uh, we are proud of you. We are very, very proud of you for making it this far. Sanity uh, not, uh, you know. Sanity not guaranteed. No, never. There's no guarantees in this business. Um, and so. tonight we have a special, another special guest in our virtual studio. And we're going to get him to introduce himself, or I'll introduce him as uh, Mr. Frederick, and I apologize, is Olason? Yeah, that's about right, yeah. That's about right. <laughs> so basically, I haven't insulted him too much, is what we're saying. Yeah, uh, yeah. But not so uh, far. Not so far. Give it time. I know. Give it time. But Frederick, welcome to the Ranjin Heresy podcast. Thank you very much. Very happy to be here. Awesome. That'll change. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> we'll make it our mission. Um, no, but uh, Frederick is uh, joining us for our uh, main segment today, which is going to be about plastic in 30K. So we're going to have a good chat about that later on. And I think it's going to be a really interesting segment because I think there's lots of cool stuff to talk about. We have been chatting already before the show, and we've been chatting for a while before the show, so I think that's a good <laughs> signal, but there's going to be a lot to talk about. And um, 
yeah, I think it's going to be a great segment. So we'll get onto that a little bit later. Um, but first of all, uh, I would like to say thank you again to all our listeners. We are steadily and uh, slowly, but steadily even building a uh, following up on Facebook. Uh, we were at 105 likes when we record last time. We're now up to 119. Uh, likes on Facebook aren't the be all and end all of a podcast, but it's really nice to uh, to see people starting to follow us and basically we take that as a sign that you love what we're doing so we're going to keep doing it if it's not well you know we're not psychic we can't interpret these things so we're just going to go with it and uh yeah we're just going to keep producing the content that we think is fun and that you guys seem to be listening to so very very awesome so um yeah thank you guys thank you very very much so what is everybody doing this evening who's working on what tonight don't all answer at once. Freddy, I'll pick yep. you. What right. are you working on, dude? Well, I was just waiting for Frederick to introduce himself, but that's all right. <laughs> I was going to skip that. I was going to skip that. You know, I thought I gave him a decent... Oh, you're right. Fine. I got caught out. <laughs> you know what the problem is? It's not in the show notes, and I blame Chris for that. I blame... Oh, wait. Guest introduction. Yeah, it's the, no. the, the, the thing in the first part of the introduction. I'm going to edit this out and myself look I fucking awesome, okay? <laughs> the one time I pay attention, and this is what happens. Yeah. yeah but it's, well, your it's your fault. It's your fault, Freddy. Don't pay attention, right. goddammit. Right. Right. <laughs> Goddamn it, man. I don't know what I'm doing anymore. Well, I'll pour myself another absinthe and, well, wait, Just... wait while Freddy introduce himself. Frederick, please introduce yourselves to our listeners. Tell them, tell them all about yourself and all right. your heresy. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, my name is uh, Frederick. I've uh, been playing war games on and off for, uh, I don't know how long, 20, 25 years maybe. Um, started uh, with uh, Warhammer 40K, I think it was. Correct me if I'm wrong, Frederick. We, uh, uh, you mean Space Marines? Yeah, 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 then, right, right. And, the, and then Rogue the six millimeter one, yeah. Okay. So uh, yeah, I, I mean, uh, Freddie and I are old friends since uh, middle school, basically. Mm. Using the word friend as a endearing <clears throat> term. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, you mean not as somebody who owes you money? Now <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll talk about that later, but <laughs> off, off air. That's an off-air conversation for an off-air kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, so basically, I think, uh, like like most people, I took a break uh, in my twenties and did some other stuff. Came back to uh, came back to wargaming uh, a couple of years later, and and uh, came back to Warhammer. I think it was maybe four or five years ago, something like that. Mm-hmm. With uh, sort of at the tail end of uh, Warhammer 40k Fifth Edition. And basically been playing ever, yeah, ever since. Um, right now, of course, it's a lot of, uh, playing a lot of Horus Heresy. Uh, I play uh, Iron Warriors. Hey. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not biased at all. Not at all. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so Iron Warriors is my Have my a drink, Chris. You, sorry, sorry, Freddy. Chris, you have yeah. a drink there. You were coughing a bit hard. Yeah. Yeah. Might be a reason. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, please continue. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I'm uh, playing Iron Wars right now, uh, starting to build a uh, Ultramarines army uh, recently. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's that's going to be 
my next big project. Hoping maybe to have it ready for Scandus, but uh, most likely it will be Iron Warriors at, at that tournament. Never a problem, never a problem. And uh, I, I have to ask the most important question right away. Are you a loyalist lapdog or are you part of the uh, Warmasters liberating, uh, liberating horde? Uh, that's a difficult question to uh, to answer, <laughs> considering I'm just starting Ultramarines. But uh, for my with, with your Iron Warriors, at least with your Iron with Warriors, the Iron Warriors it's, uh, it's traitor, definitely. They've seen the true light. Yeah, yeah. Dep- that Good depends man. on uh, when. But for some are... for some reason, they always end up facing uh, my butchers. <laughs> <laughs> I was more thinking of uh, when uh, there's an odd number and Freddy just asks. Do you mind playing for the loyalist side instead? Yeah, not, every, yeah. not everybody is you, Christopher. Uh, I, I actually, I want to have a shout out to all tournament organizers around the world. And I want wanted to confirm that, does it seem that it, it's more loyalist players that keep canceling at the last minute? Or is that just, you know, a Swedish thing? Ooh, is that a gauntlet being thrown down to the loyalist players by any chance? <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> get your shit together. Well, at least I had a pretty valid reason for cancelling. That's true, but you were traitor to start with, so you yeah. can't. And then I was a loyalist, and then I was a traitor. Right, and and as loyalist. soon as I turned you into a loyalist, something happened, and you couldn't rock up. Yeah. What's, so go- you, what's going on? What are you doing, Freddy? You're the one who's jinxing this. Is that, that's what you're basically saying, right? Uh, I guess so. Or either that, or being a loyalist, somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Could be any. Oh, and, and also, above. before I forget, uh, Mr. Frederick was at uh, Lincoln. Yeah. So. Awesome. It was a really great tournament, so really happy to be there. But I uh, was a little bit exhausted at the end after playing first in the 40k tournament for two days and then uh, third day uh, of Horus Heresy. And, and I kept a really dirty secret uh, from him, though, and to say that he almost tied at best sport. Are you serious? <laughs> no, no, it's for real. Jesus. <laughs> but nope. I, that sounds like what, uh, Jesus. What did I do wrong? I mean, what the hell? <laughs> did I play that poorly? Or... <laughs> was I that nice? What the hell? Even the like the guy you you beat gave you the highest sports. So. Okay, nice, cool. Not cool. the guy. Thank you very much. I hope they're listening. Then uh, thank you. Yes. Not the guy you beat up outside, though. No, no, not that. Not him. Not that guy. <laughs> that, that guy's still bleeding in the parking lot. Yeah, uh, for two months now. <laughs> quite a punch no but I thought at least that gives you a sense of uh, how Frederick plays his game so even if he plays hard he plays very you know friendly I'm a very friendly power gamer <laughs> I know that feeling it's nice to hear yeah. I know that feeling no, no you're a cheesy power gamer remember not that's just what the Northern Heresy thinks there is that. There is that. Well, you know, we've got to give the boys the due. They they they, they have played some games. And I, I I'm not going to comment, but um, uh-huh. apparently, yeah, you're you're a cheesy player, Chris. You know, what can I say? Just have to live with it, mate. Anyway. <laughs> All right. So now we're back on track. Now you can ask what everyone is doing. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. I meant to do all this. I just want people to understand that this this was a played for and got a very very smart play on my part, and not not me being a complete and utter idiot and completely forgetting that we had a guest in and, and that he needed some introduction. Well, it, it might be like the the hours before talking that it doesn't really feel like he's a guest anymore. So yeah. I'm already part too. of the crew. Or... 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we're all, thank we're all, you. Thank one you. One of us. Thank you. They're already thinking, of, when will he hang up? When will he hang up? <laughs> 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 no, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> more about how much are they paying him to keep being there? Exactly. <laughs> we're not paying him, by the way. Not at all. Um, I'll, I'll just make sure it's in the post to you as soon as I can, okay? Great. Super. Cool. Uh, anyway. So, yes, what is everybody working on this evening? And I'll tell you what, we'll start with our guest. Frederick, what are you working on this evening, buddy? Yeah, so this evening I am gluing the last of my uh, silver towers up, actually. <clears throat> so, um, no uh, no heresy this evening, but, uh, yeah. At least you're hobbying. Yep, yeah, fair exactly. enough. We, we, we can give you the hobbying. You, you are hobbying, therefore it's okay. But I must say, I mean, it's a, it's a really... It's a really amazing set. I mean, the miniatures in, in this box are some of the most amazing ones I've seen, actually. Yeah. Really hard to put together because they're, I mean, they, even the smallest guys come in so many parts and it's like super fragile details and everything. But once it's all assembled, I mean, it's, it's really, really, really nice miniatures. I'm just, I'm a little bit worried how they will like hold up for playing. Uh, but, uh, okay. Well, yeah, you have to give him give Games Workshop some credit, which is I hardly ever do, but <laughs> but at least it seems like in the box sets, the quality of of the miniatures that are included in box sets are just on the rise, yeah, which is good, definitely. which is makes me looking forward to this new rumored 30k set even more. Yeah. Oh yeah, the the uh, the it may be foul with plastic breaches set. You mean? Yeah. That, that would be, be so, so cool. Awesome, yeah. It's that not the old. Uh, Snap fit boxes. Oh, you, you mean the constipated marines that are kind of cramming the was, uh, across their chest? Uh, yeah, <laughs> also thinking about the Blackreach set and stuff like that. Well, even the Blackreach set was better than uh, Second Ed, even though I love Second Ed. Yeah. Which, uh, which, we, we need to have a Second Ed game. Which, uh, do, do you remember the orcs from uh, Second Ed? Uh, oh, the yeah, orcs. Yeah. They look with the Gretchen spots. as well. Yeah, yeah, I had like. 50, 60 of those fuckers. <laughs> really those Gretchen, horrible. I have to say, those Gretchens still stand up. Yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. They might not be the most beautiful models, but they, they are Gretchen to me. That, that is what Gretchen looked like. Yeah. Well, the, the look Gretchens like. look... They, they stand up more than the Orcs, I'd say. The Orcs are kind of small and stuff, but... Yeah. Uh, they're all spread across my sons because I gave them all to him. So. Oh. And, and they actually can handle his playing style, which is good. Can I just can I just say something as well? By the way, just a little bit of a shout out. The the uh, the, the rock star uh, rock star spotlight has to has to pop onto your your son for a moment, Freddie, because he kicked ass on the opening on uh, the Eye of Horus. Very nice yeah. job. Yeah, I know it wasn't the easiest thing to because it's not any of those English words that he normally uses. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, that's uh, quite understandable, actually. That's what <laughs> I mean. It's just very good job because those aren't some easy words. Yeah. And uh, um, for anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about and for the, why are you not listening to the Eye of Horrors, because they, they do an awesome podcast. And, uh, yeah, they, they, they pretty much set the, set one of the standards, at least. I'm not sure which one it is, but they set a standard for uh, the heresy content. Um, Freddy's, uh, Freddy's lad is um, the new voice of their opening, which is uh, very, very cool. Um so yeah, get on there and listen, and uh, you get to hear Freddy's little lad, and you'll understand why we're talking about that in a little bit later on in the show if you haven't listened yep. to us already. So uh, yeah, very very cool. So uh, Freddy, 
Mr. Mr. Crown Prince. Yes. What are, you, what are you working on this evening, buddy? More fucking solar exilia. I'm so <laughs> regretting doing this for the freaking global escalation. Fuck, I've glued together 40 normal dudes. Yeah. Now I'm doing the Velatari storm section. Fuck, the models are so nice, though. God damn it. Like, this like 19th century divers in space. Oh. Yeah. They're... God. Like, if I wouldn't have nice. a constant hard-on normally, it just... <laughs> It makes my life even harder. Well, how how but, big are you going to make the army? You said you have painted 40 guys already. No, uh, painted, painted. Jesus. He's or assembled. <laughs> I have assembled 40. Actually, oh, I have assembled right, 43 guys. <laughs> I have painted two. Okay. A little <laughs> Out of bit the to go. Three. A little bit to go. So, But for the 500 points, it's uh, basically 40 normal uh, solar auxilia dudes with uh, those. Uh, oh, they're so cool. The clockwork fucking... Rifle last fucking range thirty. Oh, the last, the last locks. Yeah, the last yeah. locks, blocks, whatever they are. The yeah. last rifle beautiful. section or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're beautiful. Uh, so I'll have forty of them, and then I'll have ten, ten of the solar auxiliary military uh, storm section, all with bulkite charges. Uh, I'm not going to give the sergeants. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not going to give the sergeants anything but melter bombs, because uh, even though the close format fighting is pretty good in close combat because how I'm thinking about the army like the next step they're not really going to do they're just going to be the one that caps objectives uh-huh. and while my all the lemurusses uh, the seven of them <laughs> your, your parking lot <laughs> army you mean yeah my parking lot army runs forwards covered by two knights yeah I do not subtle. want to face that with my foot iron warriors, that's for sure. That's 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 the most subtle army I've ever heard of, Freddy, that really is. It's about well, as subtle as mine. Yeah. yeah no, no. But, but, but actually, to <laughs> say, like, point, I haven't done it OP. I have really themed... I, I want to theme it from... Uh, like, this is an old regiment that took part in the whole, you know, unification wars. So oh, like the, I have max... with 5-2 Chiliad and stuff like that. Yeah, something like that. So I've maximized... Like, all the Lima Rosses are the, the Lima Rosses with the... The big massive, massive, what is it like? Uh, heavy five, strength seven, Volkite gun. Oh, nice. A so cannonade six... or something. Yeah. Cannonade or something, isn't it? Yeah, it's cannonade. Vol- Volkite. No, it's a Volkite cannonade. Cannonade. Keep talking and I should look it up. Yeah, come yeah, on. I'll Chris, you're the librarian. Well. Hey, it's you, you, a it's... Solar Exilia Limeros Incinerator. Ooh. There we go. Incinerator. Which is uh, incinerator, and it has a twin-linked Volkite Demi Culverin, which yeah. is basically heavy five, strength seven, AP four, uh, deflagrate twin-linked. Holy yeah. shit! How many? Of the, I mean, we've gone over your list before, but how many of those have you got in there? Uh, six. And every tank has a last cannon upgrade. For the sponsor and a multi laser, um, pintle mounted multi laser. So basically, you're running the fuck you list, is what you're saying? Against infantry, yes, but not against other tanks. I have one Vanquisher just because I have an old turret that I actually bought at two th- uh, Australia Games Day when Games Workshop usually have had Games Days in Australia. And Fortwell came over, and then like the, the queue was like you had to stand there for a day or some shit. And I got one Vanquisher turret 
So I'm actually going to use it. Finally, finally. So it's even like in the old gray resin, like uh, not not the dark, like when you like the shine of which one's shitty you mm. buy off eBay. But um, it's like something in between, like back in the old day. Yeah. So the finally, original casting sort of stuff uh, they had, yeah. Yeah. Oh, very cool. So finally I got used for that one. I have to say, though, that like looking at it and comparing to other charts, I have to say the casting uh, kind of quality has really increased. Has increased? Yeah, it has increased. I thought you said hasn't. That, I was like, oh. No, it, it has increased. That's okay. a good thing, then. Yeah, well, the, the progress is an important thing. But I think it has to do with how they – because I remember, like, uh, they, they swapped resin because – I, I kind of remember this old one had some problem because it was kind of toxic, and that's yeah. why they swapped to the the more lighter gray one, that's a bit more bendy. It's well, also this one was more firmer. Also, some details and stuff might be lost when yeah. uh, a mold gets old because they use uh, rubber molds for resin, I think. Yeah. So you have to change the molds quite frequently. Yeah. Yeah. But it still looks really nice, and it, it's it's looks like so um um. That's one of them. So he has also a pintle mounted multi laser and a last cannon like Sponson. Shiny. And then obviously a Raper battery. So it's going to be a Raper battery with two uh, twin linked, uh, I think they're heavy six uh, twin linked multi lasers <laughs> shots. So two of them. You and just like then, the word, uh, let's be fair, you just like the, word, the use of the word heavy, don't you, is what you say. Yeah, well, I, I like it. <laughs> and then, so like in, in the 3000 point list, I think I went over this last time, didn't I? Yeah, you did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so For the time before that. Everyone knows what's in the list. Everyone knows what's in the list. But yeah. it's going to be nasty. So I'm hoping, uh, like downrange, I'm going to throw, what was it, like five times six, so 30 strength seven Volkite blast twin linked. So they shoot it. And because they're all in squadrons, they get the plus one ballistic skill. Well, that that's, kind of, that's 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 much better, but not as not, uh, also as good as the uh, the giant metal robots of doom that walk around the uh, the Primarch of the Fourth Legion. I'm, no. not allowed, I'm not allowed to mention them by name. I know. I thought we talked about this. Yeah, but you said I wasn't allowed to mention them by name. You didn't but say uh, I couldn't try and find a way of describing them. Yeah, but we could uh, also do like this. Jody, what are you working on this week? Fuck you, Chris. <laughs> I am currently currently working. I finished just literally just finished painting up my uh, my siege breaker, and for the global heresy campaign, my first five hundred points is a siege breaker and ten breaches. So I am currently uh, cleaning up and working on the breaches um, at the moment, and I'm actually cross purposing some uh, iron hands that I got from uh, Mark III Iron Hands that I got from yourself mm -hmm. to go along with the other Mark III bodies that I got from you as well, Chris. Oh, you absolute... Oh, wait, wait. That reminds me. I have to ask you a question I was supposed to ask when we were doing informal talking. Okay. Were you after Mark III shoulder pads? Yes. Like plain ones? Yes. You are as well. Oh, I have a loads. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I have five. I only have five. Okay, well, you just send them to Jody. I can put it in the bag of all the other shit I'm sending you. Yeah, and just put it on the tab, and I'll I'll sort it out when we get to. Fuck man, I get free alcohol for life soon. You you're out there. It's like the Swedish medical system. You're you're almost at that point where it just becomes free for a year at least. Well, but but it never happens. 
<laughs> you're always just under. Yeah, I, I, made that, I made the mistake of asking. It's like, how far away am I from getting the getting this? And the guy just looked at me and went, mm. "I went okay, so it's not happening, really, is it?" He Usually, went, if you ever manage to get it, it's like one week before it expires, anyhow. <laughs> yeah. Or if you get it, you're probably dead in like two weeks, anyway. So. Yeah. <laughs> at least you didn't have to pay your last last visit. Hey, congratulations! You're gonna die, but at least today's free. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a positive message, at least, if nothing else. Um, but anyway, yes, I am. So I am currently cross-purposing some iron hands, and I just managed to snap one of the toes off the um, bionic leg, <laughs> and I've lost it under the desk somewhere. So there will be some shuffling of a chair in a moment, and some cursing as I go and find it um, to try and glue it back on. And um, yeah, so that's what I'm working on right now. They're going to be. I think I've, I'm going to put one of them with the Volco charger. Uh, which is the um, not the bigger version of the Volkite. That's the Culver, isn't that right? It's the assault one. Yeah, it's the assault one. It's the one you sent me in a yeah. box of bits. It's called the Caliber. Is the heavy Caliber, one. Thank you. Yeah, that's the heavy one. And oh. um, so one of the guys, I'm going to magnetize him up to be carrying that. And um, also, I've got some rather fun shields that I've uh, picked up from um, Puppet Wars. So they're sort of a round... Uh, Spartan-esque theme going with that whole uh, Industrial Age Sparta Olympia kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, they should look pretty fun. Uh, actually, actually, it brings me back to the whole uh, if they do another plastic box set. God, I hope the special weapons are going to be like a la- last cutter, uh, one of those grab, grab guns. Graviton and guns, then, yeah. And then yeah. a Volkite culverin. Because, fuck, I love the Volkite culverins. Yeah. Yeah, that's the rifle ones, basically. Yeah. Oh. Well, ask Frederick how much he loves them. <laughs> I fucking hate them. <laughs> uh, my, my Raven Guard rock, rocks a unit of ten of them, which I you know always have to bring. Mm. They're quite good for static defense, if nothing else. Yeah, yeah. But has there been any news about this uh, new start or the the second like uh, Harris's starter kit? Is, has it been confirmed that it's going to be the this battle oh, fall it, or? It's uh, just uh, unsubstantiated rumors so far. What well, wasn't it last year around? That's the majority uh, of what we talk about, man. We, we can't go <laughs> knock it. Wasn't it last year around this time that they started dropping those uh, photos or whatever? Yeah, yeah it could be. Yeah, yeah. 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 I was sharing uh, around this time. I was sharing them on uh, Painting Chap, actually, my my actual yeah. page. Um, yeah. So that's when they were coming up. Well, seeing as they fired a leak, so yeah, they won't have a chance. And now they're just doing it themselves anyway. Yeah, yeah. but that's uh, kind of how it was back in the good old days, anyhow, when they were the first ones to leak their own stuff before they clamped down on any communications whatsoever. Yeah, which actually makes me think of a question, but um, we'll, I'll get to that after Christopher has told us what he's working on this evening. Yeah, I'm uh, building new legs for a box dreadnought. Aha! Would this and have I, to do with the challenge? Aha! <laughs> yeah, it might have something to do with the challenge. I am also building a small buggy for a intercontinental ballistic missile, but that's not, uh, if anyone from the feds li- are listening, not a real missile. It's just a death death storm missile for a scenario piece for Sol Mortalis. Death Come. storm is also not a real thing to those listening in. And it's not containing one of three warheads with either a terminal nuclear warhead, 
a virus weapon or a corrosive gas. It's not one of those. It's not containing one of those. I promise. If we don't end up on a number of watch lists after somebody's overheard, he's dropped on this conversation via, you know, the NSA satellites or whatever. We're doing it wrong. So we like a Death Guard breakfast buffet sort of thing. To be fair, we are recording via Skype. There's bound to be at least someone listening. Yeah, and we're not just talking about the people who listen to the recording afterwards. Nope. Uh-huh. Very cool. Well, we hope that someone will listen eventually. Yeah. At least someone is listening that we know of. Yes, yes. I don't worry. I download the episode after I host it. Yeah. I'm also working a bit on... I got the summer transmission sent from uh, one of the CST Initiative guys earlier today. And I'm editing that one. And I'm uh, editing my own uh, summer transmission that will contain the missile. As and soon you, you will be editing my player pack for scans. Yeah. And then uh, the other stuff for the other thing we talked about, which we're not going to talk about yet. That's what happens when you are working on a communications degree and have nothing to do all summer, I suppose. And people go, <laughs> you, you, you've got nothing to do, you say. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, but that's uh, what I'm working fucking on. Fucking students. Well, yeah, I also have to turn in about an essay in August, so I'm really busy with that one. So you'll write that about five minutes before it's due in? I'm actually considering to just edit it next week and had it in in August. <laughs> so I have it... Uh, so I don't have to think about it anymore. Uh, smart play, smart play. That might or might not happen. Uh, you, you, you're doing it all wrong. You need to do it like last last second, like push it forward until it's like yeah. you can't that's avoid why it I have, anymore. And then ask, why, for, <laughs> then ask for several extensions. That's why I have to turn it in in August in, again. Oh, again, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you've already gone through that level of excuse. Well, I had, I had a, the ear thingy last year, so I missed quite a lot of time in school because I had uh, stuff. inflammation in the air. So I missed a couple of essays that were due. So I have to have been compl- com- doing compl- compl- completions, what do you call it, all the spring semester for them. So, uh, well, that's why I have still have one to turn in. Fair enough. But then I have turned in every, one, every last one of them and I can, there won't be any more problems. And you can grow oh, up and you. commit fully to heresy. Yeah, I only have two years more to go on the university, but... Uh, so two years worth of student loans to buy, buy heresy with, and then you've got to find a job to fuel your addiction. Well, considering uh, my better half wants us to move quite soon, I will probably have to pay for a new apartment instead of uh, this one. Fair but enough. It costs basically nothing. In the, it's, it, the, the, the cost of this apartment is less than a warhound a month. So, hang on, what you're saying is that you, you you could, in theory, actually have more than one Warhound right now. Yes. I just love how, how like, um, I don't know, all my friends either compare their different costs in alcohol or resin models. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's another that thing. It right. also could be, like, if you buy it at the System Blog, it's like five bottles of absinthe <clears throat> for a Warhound. Mm-hmm. If you buy the good stuff, not the cheap stuff. And for anybody outside of the, outside of the country wondering what the hell system blog it is, it's basically a state-run alcohol shop that you buy the hard stuff from if you're not buying it in Denmark and driving back with it, or northern Germany, or northern Germany, or basically importing it yourself without telling anybody. Because uh, you aren't even if you are buying from a Swedish producer, you can't buy it directly from them because that's illegal. Yep. So I know where the distillery for absinthe in. Like outside Erebro is, but I can't go there and buy it 
because okay. they have to sell it via the system blog. Uh, we can try and explain <laughs> this to all our foreign listeners as much as we want, but it's like the Swedish tax system. They still won't fucking understand what we're doing. No one <laughs> wonder how the hell we still we, we survive with it. The only yes. ones uh, understanding Swedish tax systems are the tax lawyers that wrote it in the 50s. And they're mostly dead now. Yeah. At least because I work in government, I'm, I'm basically paying my own salary to myself for the next month. So yeah. I'm pretty... It's all about job security for me, but for everyone else, you're you screwed. You're also paying my student loan. That's nice. No, no, that's that's Frederick <laughs> and, uh, and Mr. J. That's they're cool. paying your student loans. Not me, I'm paying my own salary. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> that's all a bit meta, basically. <laughs> it all gets a bit meta. Well, on the right. other hand, without the student loan system, we have basically no one could afford to go to university in Sweden. This is true. This is very true. Because you need a university degree to get a job, but if you don't, if you can't get a get a university degree, you can't. You won't. Be, if you don't have a job, you can't afford it to go to university. So I did. I, I just screwed or you're screwed, basically. Self playing piano. Yeah. We're owned by the man. Yeah. So shall we move on from uh, talking about the Swedish tax system? <laughs> <laughs> let's let's and do then, that. And then move on to news. Yeah, please. let's have a look. Let's have a look at the news. So. What's new out? I think is the uh, is the important stuff. Although um, what's coming, what's coming? What's on the way? What's what's been previewed? And oh my god, oh my god, uh, pretty pretty stuff has been thrown out there. And uh, Forge World, I love you. I hate you. I love you. I hate you. I can't decide which way it is. But my god, my wallet is going to feel it in the next few days, uh, or next month, I should say. Um, yeah, are... like perfectly for your first paycheck. Exactly. <laughs> it's almost like they planned it. The conspiracy yeah, theory. God damn it, they knew it was happening. Should it just so, uh, make uh, the Forge World uh, they just take a cut of the paycheck every month and you just put in a list of stuff you want? I'd be happy with that. My <laughs> wife, on the other hand, wouldn't be. But then she, she, she wouldn't know because it would be directly drawn from your salary before you even receive it. Yeah, so what's this yeah. extra FW tax you're paying? Nothing important. It's because uh, because I'm an immigrant, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> the fuck you tax. Well, we do have. Well, there there is some news like, but um, but they're Titan related, so I guess we can do them later. But just... do, do do the normal stuff first. There's normal stuff. Yeah, we got the Terminator Praetor with a poking stick. Yes. That's a weekend limited one, which is on the 25th and 26th of June. And for us Swedes, that would probably mean that it's for the 26th of June because of midsummer. Yeah, so it closed on 25th. So, Frederick, I'll meet you at the Games Workshop then on the, the, on the Sunday. Then. <laughs> it's a date. You should. Uh, oh, I, 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 check you guys out. <laughs> know that the Games Workshop Gothenburg, where I will be closest to, uh, is uh, closed on the 25th. I'm not sure if. The Games Workshop Stockholm is, but you should probably check that out before you go there on the Sunday instead. Yeah, but is, is it only available in the stores? You can't order it online. It's only right? available in the stores. It's a store only. Uh, the, uh-huh. the general the general chat online is it's uh, it's uh, kind of a cross-promotion and test to see how well Forge World will, products will do in the store. So then we, we could all it. easily tell them that Forge World's products will do great in the store. <laughs> they <laughs> don't actually not- have to try this shit out. We'll buy them. We've been asking for that since uh, forever, basically. Yeah. yeah. So they just need to, you know, stop fucking around with us and let us have our resin crack, goddammit. Yeah. And that's, uh, it's painted like a 
War, war world eaters. Traitor, isn't it? Yeah, it's supposed to be a loyalist world eating character. That's the rumor that, going around. It's basically. It kind of looks like this was the Games Workshop, not the Fort World Studio that painted it, though. It's probably just Games Workshops fooling are, around with it. Are you disparaging against their painting abilities? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Just checking. They, you have they, to remember we're getting picky these days because we're kind of you know used to excellence. You mean we're we're a bit of an elite class? Uh, I thought we were trying to dispel that whole elitist thing when it came to the heresy. Well, to be fair, Games Workshop. That's why I'm on the show. They do cater to different markets. <laughs> yeah, Games Workshop do cater to different markets, so that might be why it uh, looks. Different. You mean they're, they're, they're dictated towards parents' wallets rather than um... <laughs> poor work, working people. Working people who pay a ridiculous amount of tax each month and then have to buy Forge World stuff. They pay tax. tax on it as well. Yeah. Uh, actually, I'm just seeing this right now when I reread the message from Games Workshop Gothenburg. Uh, the Horus Harris Forge World model will only be available to buy in the store the su- Sunday, the 26th of June. Because they are closed on the midsummer day, mm-hmm. this is 25th. It will cost uh, 300 kroner. Oof. Uh, the box, the box will contain all, uh, all contain the horror series rules for it. Oh, okay. Wait, wait, wait. wait. The, for the dude, yeah. Yeah, for the dude. For the fire. Yeah. <laughs> you will get the box with the rules. I was going to say, holy shit! You had to cross. You had to cross with the full twelve rule set. Go, 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 go! The heresy rule set. Just go buy ten. Oh, that's that, the, that, that, that would. That one. would. Because I, oh, I almost came in my pants. <laughs> uh, because be imagine, imagine if it was like the Horus Heresy missions and uh, Age of <clears> Darkness, <throat> Force Orge, and you know the whole that thing in a little companion that in, was included in the box, like a little pamphlet. Oh. Oh, that I would be, be careful what you wish for. <laughs> I would love a book just with the missions and uh, some tallest missions and rules and everything. The like only that. reason I carry around the fucking uh, Mechanicum rule book is because they're all in there. <laughs> so, yeah. And because it's lighter than bringing one of the big black books that has all the rules and mission in them. Yeah. I just want them all on digital edition, goddammit. No. Um, I want to fuck up with my iPad. In the 31st millennium, there is no iPads. They're called data slates. Fine, yeah. I want to rock but up with my goddamn data slate. So, what do you think about the Mini? Uh, do you want to take this one first, Freddy? Uh, okay, because I'm kind of, like, I'm not super awed about it, but I love the concept, and I love it that you can do it. The price is obviously ridiculous, because you can get the two Praetors for, like, three pounds less. Yeah, which makes no sense. And, and about that, the same. <laughs> yeah, and, and that kit is awesome. It's fucking amazing. And and I love converting it. I, I I bought like three of them already. So and I've converted them all, so they don't look the same as any of the other. And probably like Frederick, who plays me heaps of the loving, he probably can't see the difference between, like, he can't see that it's the same kits. He probably even haven't haven't yeah, even thought yeah, about it. Sure. Yeah. So the price is kind of out of this world, but. I will still buy it just because I want to. I want to. It's more for me as a political statement that I want virtual. I want to be able to go down to my games workshop like I did in the olden days. When do you remember that, Frederick? When you could go through the like they had folders and a little order corner. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they yeah go the down the in store order point or yeah, they go the old mail order. Yeah, that went to the trolls basically. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That, I, like, I, I, I wish that they could. Do the same thing, but for Forge World. 
So you didn't have to pay the, the postage and you picked it up in store and like it was that, that was just an amazing system. Yeah, but actually you can, when you order from Fortuary, you can ask them to deliver it to your local uh, GW store. I did that uh, uh, like a year ago uh, for some stuff that I ordered. Um, I just asked them to send it to, to the one at Regeringsgatan. Yeah, but that, that's only because it it's so fucking annoying with DHL that yeah, 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 they really never horrible. rock up the time that they say they were supposed to and... Yeah, and then yeah, and then you stay horrible. home like a whole day from work is to, yeah. to and they rock up like at six p.m. Yeah. <laughs> like what the fuck is going? I could have gone to work. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but yeah. but you, I think you still have to pay postage though. Yeah, yeah, you do, you do, but it, you, at least you don't have to uh, mess around with the DHL. And yeah, this is so a fair that, point. You don't have to do, don't have to fuck around with shipping companies, which could be a pain yeah. in the ass. Yeah. But what what I want is like people would buy so much more if it was free postage if you ordered it in store and they got yeah. it in one of their shipments that they get yeah, yeah for sure yeah like they did for the old post order system back in to the be, day to be fair if it was like that I could basically get it even even out cost wise to go to Stockholm pick it up and go back to Eskilstuna well for the same as the shipping would cost below two hundred fifty pounds yeah. Which is a much nicer trip than having to wait for somebody to rock up and then yeah. not knock on your door or whatever. Yeah, but whatever can I get to, shit they do. to get to talk to people, have a nice lunch, and be annoyed that the, that the trains are rubbish in this country? And you're not probably, talk about it like that. But the like thing that. is, you, you would probably buy something else at the store. Mm. So yeah. for them, it would be a win-win situation because you'll end up, oh, fuck, I can't be bothered. Let's buy this super glue here or... Or, oh, or look, I actually need that that pot or can of or you know yeah. that I extra don't know brush. how many paints I bought when I was studying at Stockholm University and went by that by Games Workshop every day from my way home from school. And I was like, just walk in. So why did I walk in here? I have no idea. Eh, might as well buy a paint, or I might as well buy this mini, or I might as well while I'm here, basically. Yeah, right. and that's 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 a surprising amount of. Um, income when you think about it the amount of people that actually walk by and the, the i the way i see it is i think that they you know it's it's an interesting way of t- uh, testing the waters we, like i said before we could simply tell them we will buy their shit um if they do something but um yeah, i mean it's at least they're making the effort which again they wouldn't have done maybe six three months ago yeah so and to to be honest the people that buy Fortwell is probably the customers you want to have in, in your stores, not the kids that hang around because you know that they're going to buy something. Yeah, they they're, the the people, they're, they're the guys with the disposable income who will pick up you know, a paint set or a number of paints, some glue, some maybe a piece of terrain, box terrain or something like that. Box of space marines. <laughs> yeah, something, something to do whatever with. But more yeah. about that later. More about but, that uh, later, yeah. Really, considering mail orders go to the store earnings i think if you buy from games workshop so if they could just make that every fort will order made went to towards the store earning for the end of the year that would really encourage the stores to want to sell virtual stuff yeah which is again another thing that they should I, I think they should be pushing yeah but um going back to the original question about the model i'd be interested to see what his rules are and what he's intended for because if he's um if he's world eaters, I don't know. Uh, just the the whole um, the whole pokey stick thing screams screams Empress Children um, to me. 
Or uh, white scars. Yeah, so, possibly. Actually, yeah, white scars, yeah, yeah. They have, yeah, I didn't uh, think about them. Good call. They have this special power, Gileo. But it, it, look, it, it doesn't look flamboyant enough to be Empress Children, though. It looks quite utilitarian. Yeah. But, yeah, but it, but the thing is, if it's just a power spear, it's fucking useless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're horrible. In, they're, the rules are they're, they're just useless in combat. Um, but uh, I just think that it's. I mean, I was I was chatting with Tim from the uh, I Horus podcast earlier, and um, we were talking about how to what to do with it. And my thought is, for like, if I want to use it for the Iron Warriors, I'll take the head of the spear off and put a hammer in his hands. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's a simple conversion to get it over, but or an axe, or an axe, yeah, I, yeah, an axe could work. Yeah, just for, as well. for the for the world leaders, I would probably put like from uh, the rampager squads, take one of those massive axes, or or steal one of the orc ones that are dual headed. Well, let me know if you want. Let me know if you want one. I've got a few of those here. Ah, so you're trying to bribe me now? Well, I'm just trying to get, <laughs> just trying to feel like I get in this in this conversation occasionally. Suddenly, the hunter be- hunter becomes the hunted. But Iron Warriors <laughs> used to be like, uh, if, if you're a fanboy of Perturabo, having the hammer is kind of cool. Yeah. Also, also a mace, I reckon, is feels very Iron Warriors. Yeah, you know, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Concussive and stun thing. <clears throat> when there's the like, like I've done the axe conversion on the Siegebreaker, for example, something yeah. like that could be quite cool as well. But uh, yeah, I just think from uh, I, I'm I'm wanting to see what his rules are. I think he's like the the limited one that Fortwell had a while ago with the early crusade honors, the one with the power fist and the architect pistol or something. Well, you mean a waste of points? Yeah, but uh, I mean uh, no, I, the, you, the, the miniature what he represented was. Oh a yeah, yeah, yeah. So this might be a centurion or praetor in terminator armor with well, uh, to, a special power weapon. Yeah, to to be honest, the the early Crusader Honor one, he's cheaper than if you would buy it like point wise yourself. But it's just that the combination isn't it's so and so. Isn't it or is it like a power fist and bolt pistol? Yeah, it's <laughs> like a power, well, crafted well, power fist. Yeah. yeah. Which you can't get on a console anyway, normally. No. Unless yeah. you go a uh, uh, a Legion champion. Mm-hmm. Which you pro- probably want to do anyway. But uh, uh, but the thing with him is that it's one way to get a console and you get the Child of Terra Warlord trade, yeah. which is one of the really good ones. Okay. So And you don't pay anything extra for it. Yeah, that's the whole deal. So you don't pay any extra for the Mastercraft and you don't pay any extra for getting that guaranteed Warlord trade. So that in that way, it's good. But it's just that that combination isn't really good because you want something else than the Bolt Pistol and stuff. And he also yeah. seems very situational as well, yeah. um, especially if you know. But it, I find out in, in Son Mortalis, I actually run him on occasions because it's really good. Okay. Because it, it makes, like, in a 500 or 1,000 points, he, he's a kick-ass character. <laughs> I guess if he's pre, pre-stocked pre with um Yeah, and the squad that he goes with becomes fucking awesome when they re-roll once to wound. Yeah. Actually, yeah. that's pretty boss, to be mm. fair. And, and a master. Okay, I stand. Is... Okay, I stand corrected. I stand corrected. He's he's good for what he's good at, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Perfect. you don't get a mastercrafted power fist unless you go a praetor in in Son Metalis, mm-hmm. and you you don't pay that for it. You pay eighty five points for this guy. Yeah. And you, and you get way more stuff. So, I guess yeah. in a small in a small a small game of like Mortalis, the mastercrafted power fist actually makes him even more more uh, dangerous. Yeah. So that's what I'm hoping for with the new 
Terminator one. Yeah. But they have some kind of rules similar to that, but maybe for a larger scale game that makes them better. Or for that reason, like at some Mortalis characters, again, it's not not that co- uncommon to play yeah. Son Mortalis. I'm just waiting for fucking Fortwell to release a Son Mortalis book. Because I they love Son Mortalis. They so need to do that. It is the fucking shit. I can't wait to... Uh, I'm actually looking forward to uh, Scandus and, and the, the Global Escalation, which we'll talk... Again, another thing we'll that, talk about later. To, later get, yes. to get the actual games in, to start places on Mortalis. I'm really looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, number two, then. Oh, now this. <laughs> now this. This is very pretty. The Diabolist Librarian that I do actually think resemble Postwise... The Ogre Firebelly from Warhammer Fantasy. Are you co- accusing them of plagiarism? No, I'm accusing <laughs> plagiarizing them. them I'm, accus- I'm accusing them of reusing an awesome, awesome pose. <laughs> this is a bad thing or a good thing? I'm just. Well, trying I to... actually think it's a good thing because okay. I like the pose. Okay, but just try to gauge what you're going for but, there. But mate. I'm actually just the first first time I saw it was like, oh, that's the Firebelly in Terminator armor. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, well I, so, I know that Frederick loves this model. So. Oh yeah, definitely. It's a model that almost made me reconsider doing Ultramarines and going for word bearers instead. Actually. That's actually <laughs> right for, for like the billionth time. Yeah, I know, I know. I've been <laughs> going back and forth between those for I like that forever. They, but... I like that the paint him in like a night lord, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Because that's not really what you think about a night lord summoning demons. Mm. I would think word bear- bearers first. Yeah, that was my uh, again. That was my my initial thought on this was: is he too situational? Again, does is he just going to end up? Is he just going to be sort of like a, a word bearers or maybe death guard or late late on death guard or something like that? Um, but again, it's the whole legions do stuff. There are psychers out there, really, apart from the world eaters, that uh, have it. And you can see from the trim on his armor and stuff like that that he actually is more of a night lord in the sculpt as well. Yeah. But I'd love to have this one and sculpt him to like, sculpt him to like a blood angel pyre pyromancer or something like that. <laughs> well, you can you can change the demon into a fireball or whatnot, but yeah, quite the, easily. The fir- first time I saw him, I was like, oh, fuck, he'll be a great uh, devourer just to make, because the devourers, they look the same in my butcher squads, so if I would swap him and have the two chain fists on him, he would would look just perfect. Oh, yeah, he would, wouldn't he? Yeah. He would look very cool. And I must admit, I've been having a chat recently with um, Miles from Little Little Legend Studios, about uh, the cost of getting this guy and getting him painted uh, and getting him converted, actually. Because uh, I came up with an idea for a conversion for the model and turning him into uh, Bjorn, uh, or what he's later known as Bjorn the Fell-Handed, um, and taking inspiration from the end of Prospero Burns. Um, so we've got... Uh, We've got him um, when he basically gets his arm infected or whatever to turn the demon around, take away some of the gubbins on his on the armor, 
and then um, basically have a bit of bit more of a play with it. And he's got that sort of that sort of look, and it looks like he's got the cape which could be played around with and stuff. So I think yeah. that could be fun. And the axe is quite decently looking like a runic Norse inspired axe as well. Yeah, I think so. Even the shape, overall shape of it. Yeah, definitely. So, Frederick, yes. how much did you love this minion? <laughs> uh, this one, I actually, because I saw I saw heaps of conversion <laughs> potentials compared to the other one. The other one was pretty bland. But this one, because I, I straight away saw, like, with the skulls hanging around, like a, like a necklace, like a tribute to Angron, uh, putting two dual strength fists on him, and he's like, fucking, he's my new awesome Red Butcher, and get the Cataphracty World Eater upgrades on him. It's going to look fucking amazing. But I, I kind of struggled to see him as a loyalist player. I can't really fit him in anywhere. Not without but a serious I, amount of converting. Yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, like, except for that Bjorn the Fellhander, that, that's pretty cool, like how he gets possessed in his arm and shit. Uh, that, that's a cool idea. But like, besides something really specific, I can't. I struggle to see because you need to file down so much of his <clears throat> armor and stuff that you probably could use another miniature to for the job. Yeah. 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 I see what you mean. I mean, I I I, I think he he'd be great at any sort of. This may sound like a really stupid statement, but any sort of outwardly aggressive army. And by that I mean, you know, you, I wouldn't really want to use him with the Iron Warriors, for example, because or the for me, children. Yeah, because they're very. For me, the Iron Warriors are very stony-faced, so they they're more the um, the sort of not robotic, but very um, very straight-faced, very you know. You just I just don't get the feeling that that's the sort of uh, reaction you see out of them, even if they were summoning nasty shit, which I, I just don't get the feeling that's their thing. Um, but or, or maybe with the Emperor's children, maybe, but the armor is nowhere near enough ornate. No. You have I'd to say, that. I would probably go for a Blood Angel because that would require some minor conversion work and change it to Fireball or other ethereal flame of some sort. Or, so that's a Thousand Sun summoning one of their familiars, basically. Ooh, good call. And then maybe change it to more of a Kopesh instead of an, an axe for his main weapon. Yeah, well, probably cha- you would change the head as well. Yeah, maybe, or paint it differently. Uh, but I, I don't like for for a thousand suns. I wouldn't like the skulls have to go. So yeah, probably, but uh, maybe I don't know. Maybe. That depends on uh, what the cult he belongs to. Yeah, but I would probably replace those with scarabs or something, like a necklace of other things. If you're making the skulls into scarabs, that's like a fifty-minute job with green stuff. Yeah, I'll make it more like a fetish totem kind of thingy. Just uh, cut them down so they're a bit more rounded and add the details of a scarab. Yeah. That would look pretty cool, actually, I think. And uh, I think that that model, again, because it's... Uh, am I right he's wearing cataphracti armor? Yep. I, I quite like that. I like the the fact they've put him in... Um, and in he's also got the lightning claw. Yeah. Which just looks awesome. I think it's a, a massive throwback to the old Chaos uh, Lord thing, like Sorcerer Lord. Yeah. yeah, I can see what you mean there. What are your thoughts, Frederick? Yeah, like as I said, I mean, for me, it's, it's really, it, for me, it's definitely a world bearer 
model <laughs> in a sense. I mean, he even has like uh, the Book of Lorgar, you know, chains to his to his sign and so forth. So, uh, if if I would get him for sure, I would uh, I would do him up as a word bearer. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's an amazing model. That's that's for sure. Mm. I really like it. And again, I think it's just simple to say it's another one from Forgeworld knocked out of the park. Yeah. Yeah. The, the awesome. only part I don't like, if I have to be honest, is the this uh, blood letter part of it. it. I mean, the face of it, at least the way it's been painted in the in the pictures, uh, it's not it's not really of the same like quality, I think. But uh, the rest the rest of the miniature is uh, uh, yeah really superb. But I think that if you look at the photo on uh, the Fort World Bulletin, it looks like they're fading out the bloodletter head to m- look more cartoonish and blend into the background of the paper, the, <laughs> the paper background, basically. Okay. So it, it looks That's... like it's painted, and then it's uh, as it moves up the flame, it looks more and more, ca- more cartoonish, so it turns into a demon. I get what you mean. I get what you mean. You see, do you see what I see there? Because it looks like it's yeah. fa- it's fading yeah. up. If you look at the horns, it's basically fading away. Like it's be that's that's it manifesting effectively. Yeah. So it so that all the power comes from him, and then the demon is just starting to form. That's very cool. So I hadn't thought of that actually. I haven't even I haven't picked up on that, but I see it. And I see what you mean now. And I, I really wish I had a ticket for <laughs> Warmer the Fort Will Open Day. Because the note down below says, if you have a ticket for the Fort Will Open Day, you have until Monday, 11th of July, to place an order for collection at the event, blah, blah, blah. And then you can basically reserve this model, it seems. But I'm not sure. It would be odd, but it seems like you could reserve the model as well. If any of our listeners are going and are feeling generous, uh, would like to hit us up with an offer to pick a couple up for us, of course we will pay for them. We would not expect that any other way. Um, but please let us know because that's, we would really like to own these models. Um, and it's it is it's the only truly frustrating thing about Forge World for me is they don't come onto the continent so much. Um, well, that's basically like the Forge World Open Day in Amsterdam or something like that, and that's quite far away that as well. Yeah, maybe, maybe we need to put some sort of event on and try and get them over ourselves or something. I don't know. Do something a bit crazy. What can I say? We'll, we'll think of something, I'm sure. But yeah, um, there's some other stuff that's come out. I mean, we touched on it last week as well. Um, the the bases, the GW bases, and Freddie and Frederick, you guys have picked those up. Yeah, they're really amazing. I mean, I'm and I'm so happy that they're finally doing this. I mean, it's been too long i think that we've been you know been stuck with making these ridiculous sound bases <laughs> yeah the old fantasy so, style sort yeah of thing. exactly exactly it's, goblin yeah. green and yeah. flock <laughs> and it's been apparent for for a long time i think as well that there is a market for it i mean people people have been buying these uh, you know custom resin bases for a really long time people obviously want to buy it so I was, in a sense, a little bit surprised that it took uh, GW such a long time to actually realize that and start to monetize it. Because, I mean, they can't, making these, what is it, four or five screws, I mean, it, it can't it can't be uh, it can't be that huge an investment, I mean, considering how many of these boxes they're likely to, to be selling. I'm not going to, I'm going to be honest, I'm going to get extremely bitchy here. For a company that says it's a, 
uh, all about collectors doing special edition bases kind of sits on what they should be doing exactly yeah, yeah. and now it's only happening it's kind of stupid yeah. um but yeah but i really hope that this is like the start of of uh of something that they i mean even these pieces are really nice it would be nice to have uh some variety because uh, i suspect that a lot of people will be picking this up I and mean, it would be a shame if like every space marine army that you saw was based in exactly the same way yeah. So if they could come up with a, with a new range that has something different, I don't know, some yeah, some chaos steamy or something like that, that, that would be really cool, I think. Even if they do something for Age of Sigma that's um, compatible, maybe or something yeah, that you yeah. could take away, yeah, that could be cool. Chaos bases, for example, would uh, would work really well in both systems, and since we're based in the uh, same way now, it's even flagstones could work in both systems because you just could. Say that they are a city fight army on a yeah, yeah, less sure. than sure. not a high high sci-fi world basically in a medieval world or something. Yeah, or just hell, we we put down flagstones on our streets today basically. Yeah, it shouldn't be that uh, inconceivable that we will continue doing it in the future. Shipping is a way to build roads, but not not just uh, flagstone. Like they could do uh, those. Um, rocky outcrops things like yeah. with the you know broken rocks because that that could be painted either as ruins that could be painted as you know fallen down ship interior that could be painted as you know whatever exactly. rocky exactly. freaking yeah. sigmar world there is exactly like lava, lava stones or i was gonna say lava is a base type they should be doing without even thinking about it especially as they've got those again if it's a, a crossover tile you got the crossover piece. You've got the Age of Sigma uh, tiles that they've got out that are lava-based. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or at least that's how they seem to me. And the fact that a lot of uh, people are making lava-themed bases anyhow, considering there are quite a few mats available that are lava-themed. Yeah. Like the Deep Cut Studios one and the Fat Mats and uh, the the game EU or game at EU or whatever they're called. Yeah, gamemat.eu, guys. Yeah. 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 yeah that, so, that's another um, thing I don't understand that uh, GW hasn't, because they used to have that green felt mat, and then they had those real, real uh, battle boards. But the problem yeah. with the real um, battle boards is they're really, they're not really tournament or transportable friendly. No. <laughs> While the fat mats are fucking gold. Yeah. Roll them up and throw them in the trunk, basically. Yeah. yeah. The, so I, I think that how come they haven't gone on not, on that train? That's even if noticing the new what they call the sector imperialis boards that are basically hard plastic street maps that are the same street map over and over again with the same ruins over and over again. Yeah. But yeah. at least they're they're thin, like they've they've learned from the real real um, battle like the the old one. I think yeah. they learned that because the new new ones are a bit thinner. Yeah. Mm. No pit of skulls? Because <laughs> the old one did have a pit of skulls, didn't it? Pit of skulls on every world. It's like yeah, you're, right. uh, it's like playing, uh, what was it, uh, Theme Park or the old uh, Tycoon games. Yeah. You, know, you have to have your uh, burger stand and that sort of stuff. So if you wherever you are in the world, you, you become planetary governor, you have to have a pit of skulls. And then yeah. the next to it, the ticket machine and the burger stand and the toilet... Yeah. And, the, and the place where you buy the umbrella in case it starts to rain. Exactly. Yeah. Who would have thought that maybe we've all played these sort of games before? 
Sorry, well, Roger, you were going to actually, say something. Actually made me, uh, it actually made me smile a little bit when I opened this, uh, the, the boxes with this new basis. They, they just couldn't resist putting skulls even on these fucking things. Yeah, there are quite a few. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they're, they're, I mean, okay, you, you've like come to expect that it's part of the like look and feel of warmer 40K, I guess, but uh, yeah. it, it would be nice to have it more as an optional feature, I think. <laughs> Well, what is it? Nothing says grim dark like um, like skulls. Yeah, yeah. Skulls yeah. everywhere, everywhere. Yeah. Then you can see just the cost of uh, Games Workshop's uh, regular. What are they called? The. Well, they're regular plastic bases, so. Oh, the Remo Battle Primaris Quadrant, which is three thousand one hundred and fifty kroners. And the Sector Imperialis, the Quadrant is with like two pieces of terrain. And then you have the Sector Imperialis, which is without terrain, that's 2,640. And the regular game of bat- Realm of Battle Board, which is 2,400. And then you look at a mat that's like 500. Yeah. Like, a, depending on what <clears throat> quality surface you want on it. No, I, I won't lie, I've got a vested interest in, um, in uh, 3D. That's- Game custom, boards because I build them. Ones. Yeah. yeah, I build them on commission. But and I, I I happen to like that whole 3D ground feel. It adds to the yeah. immersion for me. But then again, some of the newer stuff that I've seen, like some of the mats I saw for Scandus and stuff that Freddy's got, they look really good. Um, and with the right with the terrain setup, uh, I get the feeling they could be just as immersive. I just haven't actually tried them yet. They are. It's just that. Uh... It depends on uh, if you've got the terrain to match it. Yeah, so it's all about, like, if you plan your terrain with the mats, it just massively enhances it. Because you get that 3D feel anyway. Yeah. yeah. But but obviously, like, you, you've seen the Forge World table that, like, nothing beats a proper 3D board, but it it's just, for events, it's a fucking pain in the ass to transport. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for clubs as well to to store it and you know all of that. It's 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 much more uh, durable for for that kind of of play. Yeah. But uh, yeah, but I agree absolutely. I mean the the, the look and feel of the three D boards is I mean it's hard to beat. Because I remember uh, uh, when, when we, we we bought uh, one of those frontline gaming mats to to our game club and uh, I mean we've been playing with practically the same train for two, three years, and it was getting a little bit stale, but just putting that same terrain on, on that uh, um, Frontline Gaming uh, City Fight or City Mat. Yeah, the fat mats. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was amazing what the, what what difference it made. I mean, okay. yeah. And then, and then I got a set of those Euro, Euro mats. And, and yeah, those are really terrain. nice too, yeah. Yeah, and they're the same quality as fat mats, and, and they are swapped swapping in between them like because i have that desert sort of out outcrop and we have kind of generic bases on the train so they work yeah. for e- both of them because yeah. they're kind of uh, brownish with a gray uh, dry brush on, on top of it so they work really nice for the city fight map and they work really nice for the kind of sandy march martian area map map as well I, everyone that's followed my my because i was post battle reports for all my games yeah, they they seen when I use the different maps and how they how they uh, mats and how they like they, they really works and they, they really enhance. I, I think that the thing is if if you can't build a proper three D board, but you do really nice 
area train pieces, the mat really enhances them because they kind of lift it up. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. And yeah, you can really also change like the look and feel of the board drastically by just replacing the mat. You have the same terrain, but you just replace the mat, and it's it's like you have a whole new terrain set all of a sudden. Yeah, it feels like a different battle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I, I admittedly, I look forward to trying them out at uh, at Link at uh, Scandus. Yeah, yeah. Well, you should. Yeah. And, uh, It'll be see, amazing. <laughs> and I know how it feels because I have a four by four fully modeled table on the on, in the attic, and that's basically never moves from the attic because it's too cumbersome. It, it yeah. looks really, really good, but it can't really move it because. You have to play in your in the apartment, basically. Mm, mm, it's, fair too enough. Wide, it's too wide for most cars. Okay. I've tried. Yeah, I've tried. So. Fair enough. Fair enough. Can't really argue that point. Um, I will just have to have to see how it all rolls out in the end. But I think I think to be honest, at some point I'll probably invest in one myself anyway. Um, I just want to see what they're like. Well, well when you run uh, events, it's it's like a godsend. Yeah, because it helps so much out because you can basically instead of having imagine you have six uh, custom built boards six by four mm-hmm. yeah. that's never going to fit in your car but six mats and like four moving boxes done. that's done, that's done. Uh, fair point especially if you've got people driving, driving them around for you or driving them down from a long distance for you yeah. or something <laughs> like that but don't get me wrong, I still have that virtual board, and it's probably my favorite. And I can't, you know, I can't help getting extremely hard for heresy every time I play play on it. But you know, just for events, it's good to have one or one, two, or a couple of those custom boards. But if you like for Scandis, when I'm going to have 15 boards, this I, I can't I can't make it work if I not do the whole mat. That system. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. That is all too fair enough. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the, so basically, what we're saying is the bases are cool. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pull it back around to where we were. In, 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 a, nutshell, in a nutshell, yes. <laughs> uh, that's, that's, sorry, that's my fault more than anything else. Rambling off in a different direction. Um, but then there's also the uh, armored containers that are out. They can't uh, stack. That's my, <laughs> that's my beef with them. Not they don't stack. even if you don't put the storm bolters on them they can't really stack because they're not they're not the same they're not designed to be the same on the top or the bottom on the bottom so but if you use them as scatter terrain i think they would be okay yeah i, I like the fact that they're very very nicely um as you pointed out chris earlier they're very very nicely offering you um uh, the space marine option the tau option the admech option and the imperial guard option yeah. Of the uh, uh, of the containers, or in other words, a set of the, the the container set with an army starter for each of those races. So God knows why the tower would actually want to be anywhere near these damn things. Well, it um, could could be, and if it were a tower guard army, and they were like the Guevesa, which is the human auxilia for the tower, that would make sense because they are former imperial citizens. But this is full fire warrior combat team, basically. Yeah. So in other words, doesn't to me it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Uh, well, fire warriors, there's a new fire warrior team and some some battle suits and a bigger nastier battle suit and then imperial containers. 
<laughs> so basically, nasty battle suit, nasty battle suit, nasty battle suit, and um, yeah, yeah. Sounds like pretty much every tower oh. that's ever been written. Do you remember when I mentioned earlier uh, the idea I had? You put the like, what do you call it? The like a raptor in the one of the containers because it looked like a oh yeah like yeah. A Jurassic Park yeah there was there's an image of uh, on the Games Workshop site where there's basically Imperial Guard versus uh, Tyranids and there's a Tyranid in the, the crate I was talking about so somebody's got the same sense of humor yeah <laughs> See <that> basically <laughs> perfect you get the Lehman Russ with the crates I think yeah, that that's yeah. Lehman Russ, Lehman Russ had heavy heavy support team, a combat a ten man combat team, a commissar and a tech tech priest. Could be worse. For one thousand one hundred and eighty of those fine Swedish kroners. <laughs> and God knows how many millions of dollar dues that actually is. Yeah. Okay. Here's oh the, shit! Oh the, god! Fucking the, the standard box with three containers and some scattered barrels and crates and stuff is mm-hmm. 360 kroners, which isn't too bad if you use it as scattered terrain, because it can cover a fair bit of a board. Mm-hmm. But then you have the space marines, which is 1,380. The tau, which is 1,320. Yeah, they're not cheap. So basically, all it is is an army starter box with some terrain, yeah. basically. Yeah, the Space Marine one is a Captain Terminator armor, 10 Space Marines, a, a Venerable Dreadnought, and a Predator. So yeah. it's quite a, quite a nice box, actually. Yeah, it could, again, same comment. Could be worse, could be better. If you, you need non- non-stackable crates and Space Marines. Yeah. Uh, I was just thinking, I mean, how, how do they compare to uh, the containers that Frontline Gaming are making? I guess the Frontline ones, at least, should be significantly cheaper. I don't know if they're stackable, but... Uh... They are stackable, because we've used them, Frederick, remember? Um, I have two of them. <laughs> are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really? Man, they're down at the club. Yeah, but we have so much terrain there, right? It's, it's uh, hard to keep track of. Especially now after we throw everything in after Link on, it's just but, crazy. But price-wise, uh, I imagine they, they must be... Nine dollars. Nine, okay. So that's a lot cheaper. Well, hang on. Nine dollars for what? For one container or a set of containers? Nine dollars for a container and their MDF. Yeah. Ah, okay. About the same as the Warsonal ones that I got. Fair enough. Yeah. But they're they're fairly big. They're like the the length of a velociraptor. They're about six inches long, maybe, or yeah, six inches long. About um, what could it be? Like three or four inches high. Yeah, that's uh, about the same size as mine, then I think. Yeah. By the way, on the off chance that anybody's actually wondering what the hell that noise is in the background, that's we, we use Skype, and that's we're just sharing pictures of this stuff, and it will all go up on our uh, our gallery as well. <laughs> Not to freak people out as going, what the fuck are they doing there? <laughs> well, that's probably the least of their worries. Actually, to be fair, it is. Uh, and also, remember, if something is oozing or p- building up pus at this point, please go and see a Medicaid right away. Yep. 
Um, yeah. So basically, there's some there's some fun fun scattered terrain and uh, bases coming out of the uh, out of the workshop. The forge has some very very cool models. Uh, basically previewed and we're looking forward to seeing what happens there i haven't got a clue what's going on at the black library because i haven't looked well what about a lucius alpha pattern warlord titan head the fucking oh you wanted to fight the, 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 the grumpy titans the grumpy yeah. head yeah and the sun fury pattern plasma annihilator yeah the and the claw right yeah and the claw because you know whoever oh, wins oh. the raffle might want to have add, add these options the claw looks really cool. The actually. claw is the shit. And I love oh, that it does look it brutal. The, to be fair, that's the targeting targeting array and bolters on the back okay. of the hand as well. And I have to say, the Lucius Alpha Pattern Warlord throws me back to the good old Epic Titan game because you remember how you could buy those head upgrades, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In that, and it, this is a complete ripoff of one of their head upgrades. So that's not like, a complaint, it, though. There's it, a, there is the rumored Titanicus game as well, so it might be yeah, a good it's idea. It's not much it, rumored. There's actual it, uh, graphics it, and stuff for it. They were doing it at the uh, the latest yeah. event. Yeah, that's true. Cool. But that, they they also had only the sketchbooks from the old game to view on yeah. view. So. And, and to be honest, like I. I am not negative like everyone else is because for me it's I remember the old Cylons from Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, and the that original is, ones. Yeah, and that is like an old Cylon head, and it's it just I don't know I get warm and fussy. Get in nostalgic. My groin. I get all nostalgic in my groin. Also, the the head does come with the princeps as well, and the yeah. princeps for the Lucius Alpha pattern is so much cooler than the one for the Mars pattern one. Yeah, I have to take a look at these princeps. I haven't actually seen them. And though he isn't in a amniotic tank yet, because that's this is still not the right size of Titan for that one. No, that's the uh, Imperator, right? Oh, the later pattern warlords have them as well. Aha, uh-huh, okay. But uh, this is this, they did say oh, something. hello. They did mention something in a seminar or, or on a question that there there are more than one pattern of Warlord Python. And now they approved it, so that's yeah. good. But I mean, complete pat a complete pattern of Titan, not just the head, the entire Titan. And then again, why would you complain? Like now there's, I think now there's three different heads. Because it's the uh, one yeah, you can only one, get. Uh, at the the Forge World. No, Forge World. At yeah. the Warhammer World. Yeah. And then there's this head. Yeah. And they all look quite nice. Yeah. I think they look fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, don't say that, then they won't be encouraged to do more. Oh, if they, you they will. If you, just look, if, you can, if you go on the level that they look quite nice, you can do better. Oh, right. Okay. So you're playing <laughs> on the ego. It's like, eh. yeah. Could be better. I bet you got a better one in you. Yeah, I bet you have better ones on the go. But I, I just love oh, yeah. the princep and his little fucking life support unit that he carries around. Yeah, it, it looks really, really cool because they have the the blood and some green stuff and then basically the breather okay. for his rebreather. Hang on, he's got blood, green stuff. What is he working with? Resin? Yeah. Because I've got the rebreed the mask as well. So, this is my dream, how to rock up for work. Yeah. In that, uh, as a government employee, this is... 
if, if we went <laughs> what, back bionic to... bionic arm all the livery and um blood and green stuff well that's yeah. basically an iphone taped to a gauntlet yeah. But I, I really like like he like <laughs> his, that, his uh, command chair and everything like ah. Oh. See, so, uh, stop being haters. I'm this not a hater. Awesome. Love this. I'm not this a hater. Awesome. I'm saying it. if we pretend we're not lo- we're not uh, totally in love with this, they might okay. do. I try better. and do better. It makes me feel like I should rig my own raffle and win this. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first, everybody. If he wins, it's fixed. Yeah, no, no, I'm not even in the draw, sir. But like, yeah. fuck, it looks good. It does look quite boss, I have to say. Yeah. So, so is this is this everything? Then? I think this is everything. Otherwise, we're just going to ramble about shit all the way through the evening and, and completely forget that we actually have a reason for today's episode. So, what we will do is uh, we will be moving on to the main segment tonight, which is plastic. Oh, no, 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 don't you dare. <laughs> you are paying attention. Well done, Chris. This one, that genuinely was on purpose to see if he's paying attention. Um, so, we are going to do our host concept list, a weird concept list. And tonight, it is Chris's turn. And don't forget, Freddie, you're up next week. So, uh, think of some weird shit. Yeah. Um, you want me to think about weird shit? Yeah. I, I have to rethink that statement. Um, he wants you to do, have weird thoughts about stuff, Freddie. Okay. Not just stuff, stuff and things. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it is the host list. So, Chris. Yeah. Gorgonzola factory that you are, sir. <laughs> well, considering in the, our recording format show notes thing whatever we call it we change it every every week uh the the, list... the thing we try and follow to keep some sort of organization the thing i write every week and try to get people to follow uh yeah, there, the, the list is actually currently in this this format called there is a reason you have no friends chris <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's no, you know, you see, you're acknowledging uh, what's gonna what's gonna be thought of here. So this is my small uh, three thousand points uh, order reductor li- list, uh, running Matrix of Ruin. So two, two uh, lot of war slots, and uh, you have to have two Thalax as mandatory, two Heavy Sword as mandatory, and a reductor Magus as mandatory, obviously. And all tanks are scoring in the enemy. Zone basically. So we start off with a Magus Reductor with a bodyguard. And then the Magus Reductor has an Archmagus Reductor, three Cyberocularis, Jinskane, and Mastercraft as single weapon. And he has a bodyguard which is uh, four Skillax Guardian Automata, two that has changed for the enhanced array, so they have more close combat attacks. Uh, then we, they will have a ride later on in the list. And then we have an Articularis Covenant. With uh, Carapace armor, frag grenades, revenant, alchemistry, uh, rights of your thought, and a Triarus armored conveyor, and there are 20 of those. Then we have two identical units of uh, Thalax with uh, Destructor upgrade, which gives Tank Hunter, uh, Melta Bombs, Photon Thrusters. Then we have the Ride for the Magos, which is a Microcard Explorator, uh, which has Armored Ceramite, Conversion Beamer, Flare Shield, and two Twin Link Blast Cannons. Then we have. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, we're all just we're all just waiting. <laughs> then we have the order reductor artillery tank battery, which has both have 
Halmonter uh, Heavy Bolters, Machine Spirit, and Siege Plating, and they have dual Melta Cannons, which is the basically the one from uh, the Knight. So, Mobile Knight Cannons is basically awesome. Then I'm just going to open, because uh, there was no way to put this in the proper list in but due to the limitations of Battlescribe. Yeah, so they need I, to really work on some of the couple of those bugs. Yeah. I'm gonna. The the thing is, it's not the same guy doing the 30k and the 40k stuff. So that's oh, okay. why. That's why it's hard to integrate it. And then we have as uh, the Lord of War two slots because you can have one to two uh, super heavies in the, the Lord of War slot for a what do you call it the Matrix of Ruin. Yeah, Matrix of Ruin, the War Machine attachment basically. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. So we have four. Or two, two plus two, Dominus siege bombards that have mm-hmm. heavy bolters and the uh, auto, the auto crate, auto crater control uh, upgrades and the auto crater controls give uh, a BS4 and uh, have blessed, blessed auto simulacra upgrades. So all have that. So that's uh, 1600 points of infantry and tanks and 1200 points of more tanks. And the nice thing with the Dominus is that it has uh, the triple bombard, which has two profiles, if it stays still or if it moves. Because if it moves, it has uh, Strength 10, AP 3, Ordnance Barrage 1, Blast 5-inch Primary Weapon. And if it uh, moves, it has Strength 10, AP 3, Apocalyptic Barrage 3, Primary Weapon. Oh, that's the list. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, it has the... uh, On any turn in which the Dominus moves, it uses the mobile profile on... uh, When it's stationary, it may use a static profile, so it's basically not as good as firing on the move. Not as good. Uh, It do have have three bombard cannons on it. So, you and I have talked about this before. Um... This this is basically if if you get turn one, you're going to lay down. The idea is basically if I'm if I'm understanding this correctly, the idea is to lay down as many templates as possible to cover your opponent's deployment zone, and see what's left afterwards. Eh, maybe. <laughs> that's what you're doing. Be honest. That's that's the plan. And the apocalyptic barrage template is the one with uh, five templates interlinked on it. Jeez. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Is it ignore cover as well? It's uh, yeah. Is is it ignore cover as well, Chris? Don't think so because it doesn't say that in the weapon profile. Thank fuck. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a typhoon, basically. This is with an apocalyptic barrel. Jesus H Christ. Mm -hmm. Um. Okay. Uh, Freddy. (laughs) Do you want to start? Uh, I want to play this with my World Eaters drop pod list. Yep. Then yeah, I'm, in a, then I'm in a happy place. <laughs> yeah, if it's... I'm foot, foot slogging across the board, I'm not in a happy place. No, I, I, yeah. I can feel they, that. They do have it much matchups, and some matchups it can't really do anything about. So getting drop podded in the face is not one of them, basically. It's not a favoured list. No, because I have a. 12-inch minimum range on the triple bombards, but I do have melta cannons and some other stuff to take care of. Some of stuff moving up <laughs> closer. Oh, hello. 
Ouch. <laughs> and then I have a tarpit unit of uh, uh, the thralls that could be used to tie up something that doesn't kill it instantly. That's um, pretty cool. Well, it's all about the dread claws for this. Because mm-hmm. then you can remove and, like, you can relocate and kind of avoid the tarpit a little bit. Yeah. And you get the whole jinx save. I have to admit, I, I I love the idea of the list because you are basically going, I'm going to drop so many templates on you, this is going to hurt. And it's very uh, auto-reductor. Yeah. Damn near almost perfectly for the name of auto-reductor. Auto, we're going to reduce you to nothing. Um, yeah. And then mop up what's left with some bread and, um, you know, see what happens. So... Um, uh, genuinely, I like it. I, I, I really think it's um, it's a massive hammer blow if you get turn one, if you get the if you seize the initiative. I think uh, if you, if I you, would probably reserve fuckloads of units though if I was foot slogging. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that might be a quite a decent thing to do. Yeah. It's like he's got what now? Okay, I'm gonna stand all the way back here <laughs> and not die. It's too bad you can't give them a Phosphix upgrade. But oh, they yeah, all have flare bad. shields, don't these fucking motherfuckers, don't they? What? Is they it? have flare shields? No, they're quite easy to kill. Ooh, there we go. Okay. They're just so, super heavy with uh, six hull points. Right, then uh, Kraken, Penetrators, Lightning, fucking yeah. three of them. That's the thing you have to rock. Uh, I would, like, Leviathans in drop pods is going to be nasty as fuck. Yeah. This. Uh, I think, but, you, uh, but yeah, you don't want to foot slog. That's when you almost consider changing some of them for a Praetor armored assault launcher instead, giving one of them the anti-air upgrade. Yeah, because they are super heavy anti-air tank, basically. <laughs> so, how many units in that army are uh, scoring? You, you said the tanks were scoring, or did, did I miss yeah, uh, The troops are, and the, everything with the tank entry is scoring in the enemy yeah, deployment zone. It's fucking retarded. Like, Jesus everything Christ. is fucking scoring. Mm. <laughs> yeah, considering even the uh, Magos is in uh, the Macrocard Explorator with the conversion beamer, so if it, worse comes to worse, it can actually go do something other than just <clears throat> pretend it's a tank hunter tank. We can trundle forward and do stuff. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I mean, what's the... I mean, like I said, looking at the... Just trying to get the fluff angle on this. I think I touched on it a a little minute ago. This is basically a massive we're going to reduce you to to ash kind of list. This is uh, more of a... Like, you have a static... uh, In a siege, you have a static static position bombarding the walls of us, like a hive city. Yeah. Or a fortress. Just uh, and having the other stuff around it, just uh, protecting the siege engines. Okay. Because it's quite important to protect your siege engines. Just speaking to an <laughs> iron warrior, we agree. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's it's a very fluffy list and it's very rock paper scissors. So like you're gonna go up against some assault heavy lists that's gonna just fuck you or lists that have like. Night Lords with the, they conduct the night, get extra cover saves and all that shit. They're not gonna suffer so much from the bombardment. Yeah. Uh, drop pod lists are gonna fuck you. 
you probably rock your your happy socks against solar like solar auxilia and static infantry units. Yeah, anything that has to move up the board basically. On everything, foot. anything that has to walk. Yeah, on foot. <laughs> yeah. That's the, that's the whole point of designing a list like this as well, because I know it won't actually work against quite a lot of matchups, but it's not why it's made. <laughs> it's just made for having fun, basically. Yeah, against yeah, yeah. A, a Legion uh, tank list, or like a shoot-up list, or like the Iron Wing Protocol or something. Mm-hmm. Could be I- interesting. It will be a massive tank battle, but like... yeah. But, even but if, I, if we want to make a tank battle, it would probably change out the, some of the Dominus for more of the regular artillery, artillery tanks for more of the less, the quadlass cannons and melter tanks. Okay. To make that. it to make it more like a, to make more them able killing. to move. Yeah. Well, to make them able to move and not just stand in one position and be killed once they get too close. The, the strong point is you have fuckloads of scoring units though. Yeah, basically which everything. Is, yeah, which is fucking annoying. But Actually, it nothing would be. Nothing is not scoring in this list. There's always mm-hmm. some way to score points with it, is what you're saying. Most of the most of it is only scoring in the enemy deployment zone, though, and not in your own. So if you have a close objective, you have to set up and you have to put a thalax on it, basically. Mm, could be worse. You have a 48 in photon thruster with tank counter each, so. Yeah. That, that's no, that's not the best use of them, but they at least have something. Yeah. Ah, son of a bitch. Ow. Sorry, I just stabbed myself with a blade. Um, Ooh, I'm just looking through, through the weapons list for the Praetor now. And one could actually have been better being a Praetor with the Massive Blast 7 Primary Weapon Twin Linked Ignores Cover. AP4 Strength 6 Ordnance 2 Mirage. Okay. That's a Firestorm missile. Ooh. But that's not really... It's not really possible to put that on a Dominus Siege tank, so... Well, I get, I get the whole thing about putting down so many blacks. At least if it's fun. Yeah. That's why this list would be... It would only be fun to play. I'm not really sure it would actually be that usable against some of the matchups that you've mentioned, like dropboard lists and stuff like that. Well, it sounds. It genuinely sounds like you'd have a lot of fun. I mean, that's and that's the key thing. To um, be fair, how, can't, how, how is it not possible to have fun when you put down that many tem- templates? In exactly. That's Just hope <laughs> something gets destroyed by them. Work, work. Make it rain. Yeah. Make it rain, basically. Um, no, I like it. I do. I do genuinely like it. I mean, like uh, the first time I read it, and I then had to go away and read the rules for most of what you were telling me about. <laughs> I was like, shit. That's, <laughs> that's why I put. That's why I had most of the rules open when we start when I started this this time. So we, yeah. Uh, the, the, the joy about being playing Mechanicum. Like what the fuck? Yeah, because because uh, it, it's just using the rule with uh, that's in the Mechanicum book that yeah. says uh, it's gonna. Get it up so I can get it worded better than my memory. Uh, it's for the. They have the war machine attachment. The order reductor has a part, has a spe- special ones for the Lord of War, and uh, that's uh, they have, the order reductor also has particular access to its own variants of Imperial super heavy tanks during, used during the Great Crusade, while using units from other four publications represent represent the wider range of Arkan war engines 
mechanical mass access to is also possible. See the following box out. So it's not only the Minotaur and the artillery tanks they have access to <laughs> in as standard. They also have access to basically uh, uh, let's see, every single fucking tank. Yeah, it is perfectly acceptable to use specific Imperial Super Heavy Vehicles and Flyers units from Forge World's wider Imperial Armor range, such as Imperial Armor Apocalypse or Imperial Armor or Aeronautica, which do not have already have an era-specific counterpart listed in Horse Heresy Supplement. So that's basically, every, everything that's not in uh, yeah, the main lists can be used. That's just brutal. When I say that in the nicest possible way, that is just brutal. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's Which, a gigantic fuck you, basically. I really would like to get like a Marauder or something, the huge bomb- bomber planes, but they're mm. quite useless in-game with the current fire rules. Mm. Which is the one we were talking about? Was that, the, was that the Marauder we were talking about with the, the A-10 style? No, that's the Avenger. Yeah, because that, that's Marauder is the one, the B fifty B fifty two one. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, now I remember. Where they we... have two versions: one with a hell of a lot of guns in the nose, and one that bombs. Because it's one with the guns in the nose that I liked, because that was that seemed like a lot of fun. Well, that could also be uh, the Vulture for that reason. Yeah. Where you just uh, do an suborbital strike wing or two, and just fill it with Vultures. Just a suborbital strike wing or two. You never know. Depends what well, takes you fancy. Because then you have the uh, Punisher Gatling cannons. That's what is it like? Heavy twenty, heavy thirty. <laughs> Something ridiculous. It's, hi, hi, I'm going to shoot like an orc now. What do you mean? Here's a bucket of dice. <laughs> I'm going to throw them on the table. Well, that, that's also situational, but because you have basically have to have have two suborbital the strike wings. One with the Punisher cannons and one with the missiles and rocket pods that can de- that can deal with everything that the, the Punisher cannons can't. Like tanks. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I think uh, I can see because uh, I mean I don't want to. I don't want to sort of go down the whole route of fluff whacking yet because <laughs> that's that's something that the the well, Osmonds there, do. But there's a. I, I there think there's a real story it. to it. There's a real story to it. Yeah. So um, I, I think it's got a really strong strong story theme to it, and I think that would work really really well. So, well, it's, it's thematic. Yeah, it's all that matters. Yeah. I'll, I'll play it. Hell, I'll play it. I'll just have to um, keep, buy a shit ton more tanks and be mobile <laughs> instead of slogging <laughs> up the board. Uh, I would not like to to face that with uh, my Iron Warriors, which are basically all just on foot. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that. that That's going like to suck. Fun, doesn't sound like such a fun list for you, buddy. Well, <laughs> if you get the first turn with your Tyrants and all your missile launches, then you'll probably be happy. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. But that's always the answer to any problem you have with Iron Warriors list. The answer is always more Siege Tyrants. Yeah, and that's the that's the downside of playing a Matrix of Ruin with the Order Reductor, because then you can't take any fortifications whatsoever. Oh, so basically okay. nothing to hide in is what you're yeah, saying. So you can't take a Void Shield Generator too. Oh, the shame. <laughs> well, it would be quite awesome to just put the Void Shields over the Dominus. <laughs> if you do a themed game. <laughs> okay. Are we still alive? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, if you do a themed game, 
if you do a siege game basically and you just put the it would make sense that they put a void shield or two over that quite important unit that is designed to bring down the walls mm. yeah it would, wouldn't make sense that they wouldn't protect them with all the with all that they had cool well i like it i think it would be fun i think it's got a good theme to it so i think it definitely has a thumbs up on the fluff side um and like you say, I don't think it's it's a. Uh, it, it may or may not. I mean, it could clear up in a in the traditional, air quotes, competitive kind of way. You know, if you took it to a tournament, you could either munch everybody if you got a good draw or not. But mm-hmm. um, I really think it's got a, a really good fluff game, fluff play, uh, which I think you'll have a lot of fun with. So yeah, I like it. So. Are you happy with the feedback on the list, Chris? Yeah, that's basically what I thought would be the feedback, actually. Okay, so am I all right to now move on to the next section? Can I get a consensus that I'm move, all right to move on? Yeah. <laughs> Just checking I've got all the bases covered here, you know, to be sure. Um, but that's the case, then. We are going to come back with our next segment, which is the Plastic Fantastic talk with uh, Frederick and Freddie and myself and Christopher as we talk about heresy with plastic. Um, So yeah, we will be right back after this very specific tune. Hiya, Bobby. Hi, Ken. You want to go for a ride? Sure, Ken. Jump in. I'm a Bobby girl in the Bobby world. Life in plastic, it's fantastic. You can brush my hair, undress me everywhere.
we're back and if you are still with us after that um musical choice which uh frederick that's all on you buddy <laughs> you made that call yeah you, you made that call it's your special segment it's your call you gotta love some proper 90s euro disco uh, those those yeah. were the times right yeah, it's a Swedish podcast after all. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, those, it's those guys and, uh, what's it called? Those guys and uh, Rednecks. Yeah. Yeah, Rednecks and, oh, Ace of Base. Yeah. Ace of Base. I saw a sign. Yeah, it said, shut the fuck up now. E-time. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, yeah. But yes, it's your fault, sir. It's absolutely your fault, but seriously, it was a good laugh. And a great choice to bring us into our main segment of the evening, which we have dubbed Plastic Fantastic, because we are here to talk plastic plastic in 30K. And uh, Freddie, this was your your uh, your baby, your brainchild, yep. putting this episode together with Frederick. So uh, why don't you take the lead on this one, buddy, and uh, we'll, we'll chime in as we go along. No worries. Well, I guess I'm to blame, but everyone knows me normally as being a massive resinof- resinophile or resinophile. A something-ophile. Some, Something-file with resin. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I have to do... Uh, I do admit that most people like a lot, a lot of people love working with plastic. You know, easy. It's you don't require that, you know modeling skills to to work with plastic. It's, it's and it's a quick, easy way, and it's very transportable and it's durable. And we did see after the cath box there was a massive rise in uh, 30k players. And I'm everything that's pro more 30k players. So that's why I talked to one of my mates, Frederick. Who is the one number one plas- plasticophile <laughs> that I know? The For sure, yeah. He, yeah. So he's everything plastic. So, yeah. uh, well, everyone knows about the Battle of Calf Box and what you can do out of it. And I think heaps of podcasts are talk about like how many points can you squeeze out of what you get in a box? What happens if you buy two boxes and so on and so on? But no one has really talked about actually. The, the rest of Games Workshop's range in plastic and what, what works straight for 30k, what can easily be, be converted into 30k, just some minor tweaks and bits and bobs. And then, and then there is this kind of gray zone where you can use third-party uh, companies that are actually providing other plastic kits. And we've seen like one, one of the great examples is, I guess, everyone that saw Oscar's uh, army at Lincoln. Where he used, uh, I think it was Perry miniatures. Yeah, some Napoleonic uh, miniatures. Napoleonic, right? yeah, yeah, Napoleonic Perry miniatures. It was so awesome. Yeah, it was really nicely done. And he used then he used, uh, I think, one in thirty-five uh, old um, Tamiya tanks, boshed together with Lima Russes to make like unique uh, militia tanks, and they looked fucking amazing. So there's there's a massive spectrum of what you can do just using plastics. So. Yeah, and that- yeah, so I thought Frederick's going <laughs> to take it off and and give us some examples. Bam. Yeah, just to follow up on what you were saying there. I mean, for me, the kit bashing part of it is one of the the main reasons that I love working with plastic because I mean, Games Workshop's range is so huge and it's been I mean I don't know how many generations of Space Marine miniatures they've released over the years, but. Uh, and I'm sure we all have a very like sizable bits box to 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 pick from, but um, 
just for me, that's almost like a little bit of a hobby in itself. Just the, the construction of the miniatures, and, and uh, especially when you find some smart way to combine it across the ranges, um, either with uh, with uh, part of the like the fantasy range or some other company's classic range. I think there's a lot of potential there to make some really, really unique miniatures. That's that for me is is uh, one of the really one of the selling points with uh, with the plastic. Then of course you you can do that with resin as well. You can use uh, like a resin base and put plastic uh, bits on it. But just the ease of working with it is is um, for me makes it really, really enjoyable. Yeah, it's, it's like uh, one thing with plastic on plastic. It's always better than like plastic on resin. It, t- it tends to look better and it exactly. tends to mold, mold better. Exactly, exactly. Especially for gaming miniatures. I mean, you, you can, a plastic Space Marine in particular, since they are designed in a way to be really robust. I mean, you can you can basically take your your miniature and throw it, you know, in the wall and it will it will most likely not break. <laughs> not, that I mean, that, not that ever happens. I like that Russian roulette theory you've got there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Most likely it won't break. Give it a try. So what we, we do not advise is that you take up your closest miniature and throw it at the wall and see if it holds. <laughs> we do not advise this. Especially if it's something knowledgeable like a Lehman Rust tank or something along those lines. Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm, of course, I'm probably talking, talking about the uh, just the, the basic infantry miniatures. And of course you shouldn't be throwing them against the wall, but... It makes like transportation and gaming with them really, really easy. I mean, I, I don't think I, I go to a lot of tournaments, and I don't think I've ever had, or very rarely at least, have miniatures break during transport. And people have seen my, my, like method of army transportation. <laughs> I mean, I, I just basically put all my guys in in some big plastic, you know, food containers. And, oh and, dear. But but they're fine. I mean, with with plastic again, it's it's uh, it has to you have to put quite a lot of force into it to be able to break them. It's quite forgiving, is what you exactly say, right? exactly. Well, it's not it's not very brittle, and when when they bond together, kind of bond differently than when you glue resin and stuff. So so the bond is really strong, and and it, plastic is durable. I, I have to you know I, I can I can't argue that. Even though I'm, you know, I'm a pro wrestling guy. <laughs> Even though you kind of want to, is what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, well, I kind of want to, but I can't because it's true. So, you know, case case made. But uh, there is also a lot of kits that are only available in plastic. Like, for example, I'm a big drop pod fan. Uh, most people have probably seen my World Leaders Army uh, splatter all over Facebook. Get Facebook, Frederick. And, uh, and uh, the only way you can get drop pods is the plastic games workshop ones. And yeah, yeah, and, the standard drop pod. Yeah, yeah. So that's, and, and that, uh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, that's that's not just the only kit. There's a big bunch of kits that that you can get purely in plastic. And and no one is to say that even even if uh, everyone loves those old school predators with the round turrets, uh, the the other parents are just just as well available and you have the land raider Pro- proteus. <laughs> They're the produce ones, the one with the salt ramps. Sorry, just choking on some resin dust. <laughs> uh, not not trying to make a point there or anything, but literally just choking uh, on some resin dust. Uh, what is it? Proteus. Prometheus. Proteus. Proteus, I think, yeah. Mandarated Proteus, yeah. you mean. Yeah. Uh, so the, the only way you can get hold of them are, are the plastic ones or the ones that are kind of 50-50 with the upgrade kits from Watchworld. So 
So there, there's a lot of models that still are only available in plastic. Like, let's say our lovely box thread challenge. Besides the, mm. the like the chapter specific ones of Watch World, uh, the box threads are in plastic. And it's probably easier to use them to convert them with the different weapon options as well. Yeah, yeah so, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So I see where you're coming on that point. Yeah. <clears throat> so what I like the normal rhinos as well. I think like mo most of the basic kits, the rhinos, the predators, the land raiders, either they are pure plastic and it could be like from a different fortress or, or whatever. That no one like they even state in the fortress books that a normal rhino, the, the the boxy type, one you buy out of the box. They're just as fine as the one with the roundy yeah. sort of rogue yeah. trader looking that, ones. That can also be seen in their names, because that's the Mars pattern. And the one that Fortwell sells with upgrades, that got around the doors and stuff, that's the Deimos pattern. And that's the only yeah. difference, because both were produced during the heresy, so it's not no none of them should be out of place. Yeah. And isn't it the case also that the, the upgrade kits for like... Um, to get chapter specific doors and stuff that's only available basically for this uh, for the Mars pattern one, right? The one yes. with the the box or the the squared ones. Yeah, that's true. Because yeah. I mean, I've, I've used those quite a lot myself. Because um, I, I can think that I mean, just the the plain predators or the plain rhinos, they 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 need a little bit of something to to uh, to look really good, I think, in, in 30k. Uh, or to or rather to, like, differentiate them from, from a 40k rhino. Uh, so just putting on this, this uh, uh, like, the chapter doors and stuff, I think, uh, does quite a lot to, to spice them up. Yeah. Or even, even nowadays with the quality of uh, the transfers, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like oh, with yeah. the transfers, the are amazing. And speaking speaking of the predators, now with the blood angels having some a modicum of rules at least, you can always use cannons. the. Yeah, but, but the, the ball predator is perfect for that, and it comes with the blood angel iconography as well in the kit. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's very fair and point. the twin linked assault so, cannons. Uh, uh, so, yeah, or even so, edge brass, just to make them a little bit more uh, 30k. Like uh, edge brass is an easy, yeah. good way to go about it if you want more 3D textures. But man, like just uh, new transfers. Oh my god, like I just, uh, they are so nice, really. Yeah, uh, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I've got my sheet of Iron Warrior transfers to literally beside me at the moment as I'm putting my creatures together, and damn, they're pretty. Have, have you put any of them on yet, or? No, I'm I'm uh, with my with the Iron Warriors. My plan is to um, basically get the army painted and then do all the transfers and weathering at the same time, yeah, so it's consistent. Yeah, yeah. I really want to do that, but um, good God, they're yeah, pretty. they're super nice. Oh, I, they really are. I use them on my own Iron Warriors as well. I mean, they are, yeah. they are especially if you put on the you know this uh, Microsol and Microsoft the the deco setting solution. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's. The, you, Thank you, Chris. By the way, you no. don't see any increasing around. No, Chris has helped me out with uh, with some of the Vallejo version, um, Vallejo product version of the. Uh, yeah, transfer the medium settings. and fix they're called. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So I'm going to be doing using those, and they they look pretty awesome. Yeah, but they're they're kind of exactly the same as Microsoft and Microsoft. Yeah. It yeah, probably exactly. it's different probably. names. Yeah, pro contest probably yeah. doesn't differ that much. No, it's all the same sort of chemical stuff anyway. 
Um, so I guess well, my uh, just to uh, just to sort of chime in and get ask a question, uh, Frederick. How how's the what's the best way to go ahead with a plastic army to actually get started with plastic army? Uh, the way I did it, at least, and I, I think the way most people do it is to start with the calc boxes, of course. Uh, yeah. I mean, personally, I think I'm on my fourth calc box at the moment, so <laughs> I've gone through quite a number of them. Fair enough. Well, they are uh, a value for money. Yeah, <laughs> aren't I mean, aren't we are... going to Alpha Spell to buy another one soon? Yeah, right, right. Yeah, you were going to buy me one. <laughs> I, I, thank you for reminding me. I almost forgot. <laughs> no, but so, does he owe you money or something? Or? Uh, uh, we have our dealings on the side. Yeah, no, because the Swedish economy has collapsed, we just uh, do the barter economy here. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Fair enough. No, so um, I mean, starting with the Calc boxes is, uh, I think, a, a really good start for any any Space Marine army, at least. Um, yeah. Even if you don't use all the components, I mean, of course, I mean, you can you can sell what you don't want on, on eBay or or. Uh, just scamming shit for parts because for me that's that's also I mean I, I mix in a little bit of uh, like more modern space marines but uh, I don't want I don't want my 30k armies to to look like 40k armies so the way I I sort of go about that is I, I mix in a little bit of like components from the Calpox, like uh, the Mark IV helmets, Mark IV shoulder pads, things like that, on uh, while still using maybe a, a torso from a Mark VII or, or a set of legs from Mark VII, just to get okay. like uh, more of a 30k feel to the miniature. So if you do that, I mean, and I'm sure most of us have a lot of uh, like just spare Space Marine parts lying from, from playing 40k, uh, you can really make those cult sets go even further. Yeah. Well, uh, well, a, a really easy way to, like, an a easy quick fix for the cult box is you get a couple of rhinos, you get the the command box, like the 40k space marine command box, yeah, because you can yeah. do a primary medicare, because you take all the bits like the banners and stuff, and you you actually will have a proper command squad, but you mix it into your cult box. And if you do it really nice, like even the Mark Seven legs with the roundish knee pads, if you file yeah. them down and make them more squarish, just using a normal file, they they will yeah, look exactly. like Mark Mark Four knee pads. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I won't lie. I've I've taken uh, my Primus Medicaid that I built for my Iron Warriors is actually built using uh, one of the kneeling sets of uh, the Mark VII stuff with a little bit of uh, mess around work with the knee pads to make it uh, make it fit for him to be kneeling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I, 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 I see what you... I, I, I've done it, basically, and I, I think it looks kind of cool. And, and, and because if you look at Fortrell, they, they sell their recon squads with the 3-plus the armor, like the, the proper power armor. Mm -hmm. But if you want to have the proper recon squads with the 4-plus recon armor, then you still have to buy the plastic ones. So yeah, exactly. It's... And the plastic scouts, I think, yeah. work, work really well. I mean, you can also take just the sniper rifles from the, from the scout set and put them on or just kit by ship with some, some normal power armor guys if you want like plastic power armor recon squads. I've seen people have used the, uh, the rifles from the, um, uh, this, uh, what's it called? The Necron Deathmark sets. They, they have like a, 
Necron sniper rifle thing that uh, looks pretty good when you when you put it on a power arm again. Yeah, yeah, I, I've got a stack of yeah, those. I have done about that, ten actually. feet of me. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So it actually looks quite decent for what it is. Yeah, yeah. You have to convert it a bit, I think, at least, not use it straight out of the box if you use the death deathmark rifles because yeah. they are still Necron pieces. <laughs> so. Yeah, exactly. You need to do something to make it look right. But uh, and again, I mean, uh, that sort of goes back to to, to my original point. But I mean, the the range. If you look across the whole Games Workshop range, I mean, all, both the stuff they have out in the stores now, but also like older sets. I mean, there is so much potential for just mixing uh, mixing between the sets, and that's that's that in itself is uh, yeah. Yeah. And then, and now you're just talking about the normal space marine. Like then we have the chaos space marines, uh, which yeah, is sure. like it even helps you even further because uh, that's how I even started back back in the day before there was a 30k and I did my dark angel, dark angel like a fallen angels led by Luther. Uh, I used uh, like Mark IV, Mark two wish legs from berserkers or from chaos space marines. All the yeah. circuit torsos, but I, I carved away all the the corn markings and I put dark angel markings there instead. Jesus, that must have taken a while. <laughs> ah, that's right. But but because heaps of them are are kind of really, it really fits the theme, and those models still stand up today against the proper like. If you, my veteran squad for my world leaders are actually just boshed together. Um, Chaos Space Marines with the, like Mark IV and Mark III helmets, and no one can tell the difference be- between them and the rest that are just resin. So yeah, yeah. So it's re- really good. <clears throat> yeah, and I think some some of the some of the legions as well really uh, I think look really good when you mix in quite a lot of Chaos parts, like uh, uh, you know, like later word bearers, maybe uh, uh, Night Lords as well. You could use yeah. uh, most. Uh, you could probably use like the the Chaos Raptor kit, for example. Uh, put some Night Lords like conversion packs on them. Yeah, and then you uh, swap the like instead of those demon infested hands, you actually use uh, the the Horus Heresy exactly uh, close yeah. combat conversion kits. Yep. And then you have the body, and you use by the set of arms. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, for for, cool. for word bearers, I think. Uh, I mean, you, personally, I think the the Chaos Space Marine kit that's out today, it's a little bit. If if you compare those models to uh, the more modern kits, I, I think they look a little bit. They look a little bit dated, but there's a lot of like components from those kits that you can that you can use if you wanna like Chaos up your or word bearers, which I think looks looks uh, really good. Even if you don't maybe use the silly the helmets with the giant horns and stuff like that, but uh, there's a lot of other stuff I think you can yeah, put there, in there. Yeah, there's like the bear helmets are really nice, and and some of the like if you I have done like I've cut away top knots and I've cut away like the bunny ears on the corn berserkers. Yeah. And so if you cut off the bunny ears on, from the corn berserkers, they look exactly like the Mark II upgrade kits, the the one without the bunny ears. And it works really nice. Like it's, it looks very heresy. Yeah, so yeah. I, I really like it, and it, it fits well for like for world leaders. It really, really works well. But for other armies, you know, you can still take bits and pieces. And not only that, the weapons from the Chaos box is quite nice as well, because that's uh, a nice way to get uh, weapons for um, 
what they call the spoiler squad. The spoilers. Because you can get yeah. uh, close combat weapons and bolt pistols. Mm. Yeah. And it yeah. is also a fucking good way to source uh, cheap chain access. Because the chain access doesn't yeah. have any From special... From the kit, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't have any special Cornite things. And, yeah. and, you know, yeah. and they look really good. And there are people like giving away those kits literally. <laughs> Just, yeah. They're so bad, Porto K. Yeah. yeah. Um, fair enough. Fair enough. But so. I, I reckon what what we probably should do is uh, we'll talk about using the calf box as a basis and and buying different 40k stuff and adding them on and build different units. Because I think that okay. that, w- that will help people a lot. And um, sounds like an interesting and, idea. Uh, Let's go with it. I got us what we should do after that. It's is uh, to di- discuss the militia list as well. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's yeah. a whole different body. <laughs> yeah, but we should do that yeah, after. Even, even Solar Exilia, is, is, you can do that in plastic. Yeah, so. but let's start with the Legion. Yeah, so I'm just going to go out there. Like, uh, because with the Calf Box, you get a basic tactical squad. You can make it into a veteran squad. Uh, you you can make it into a heavy support squad or you know a tactical support squad. That's, that's easy. That's done and dusted. Uh, the next thing I'm looking at is if you want to make an assault squad, and what um what one of my mates or other heaps of people are known is, they get a box of 40k assault marines, uh, get one one squad of calf uh, marines, they only use the torsos from the assault box, uh, they put it on the the calf marines legs, and they take the sig, sig what are they call the signinius guards. Sanguinius guard. The blood angel guard jump pack d- dudes. The nipple adding, marines. Yeah. The nipple marines. Would <laughs> <laughs> oh, you dare? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the nipple marines. Yeah. But the Joel Silver marines, you mean? The, the, uh, the old uh, George Clooney Batman. Exactly. exactly. Uh, but you take the, the jump pack from that without uh, putting the freaking uh, wings on them. Yeah, and suddenly, you have, and suddenly you have Mark IV Assault Marines. Yeah, that's a really good idea. And I, I think, I mean, if you don't want to use the Sanguinary Guard, I think you could probably use also the, the jump packs from the Raptors kit, the Chaos Raptors kit. You need if, to cut, you need to cut away some, some, like, details on, on those, uh, yeah. those jump packs. This is, there are some, like, it's like some, looks like some bone or teeth or yeah. something. No, but I'm, if you I'm, cut that off, then it's uh, then it looks perfect, I think. The Mark II yeah. backpack then, right? Yeah. I, I've actually used one of them for my uh, for, for a character for my um, Raven Guard. And mm. and the problem is uh, the the backpack is kinda kinda really nice, but it's it's too close together and, and those uh, like I, I got an entire Raptors box and those pointed bits they're really hard to cut them away without fucking up the jump pack. Mm, mm. So, so just if you want to, unless you're a hobby fiend, I think the Sanguinian Guard is e- an easier option. But, but if you want to do some Mark II the, or Mark III jump packs, then definitely have a look at the Raptors. And yeah. then you can probably combine them with the, the Berserker kits. But that's also if you are playing a Legion like the Raven Guard, that... Are, or Alpha Lady for that reason, that were known to have Mark VI armor, then you could probably get away with using the regular plastic jump packs as well. Because they are Mark VI, Mark VII. 
Yeah, they are in the fluff. and you just get a, a bunch of beaky heads. And so, yeah, so yeah, beaky heads. that could be really good. So there are <clears throat> ways to doing several marks of armor with several types of backpacks, just using yeah. those kits. Yeah, well, for for normal uh, Space Marine backpacks, like you can do the beakies, uh, and you know later on marks. Obviously, you use the same uh, backpack. But if you if you're a purist and you want to go Mark IV, then I definitely recommend uh, take the Blood Angel backpacks, like jump packs. Uh, use the torso for the Salt Marines because you get that um, the band across the chest, so that actually secures the jump pack to the back. <laughs> Uh, and, and with the assault kit, you'll also get all the close combat and uh, hand weapons, mm-hmm. yeah. yep. which is good. Which you won't get if, with the just regular Calf, um, um, what do you call it, Cal Tactical Squad, because they don't mm. come with enough uh, close combat weapons and uh, pistols. Well, so that's like that's a, a straight swap. Yeah, well, one option as well, if you, I mean, using the assault marines as a base is a really good idea, but you can also use the uh, this uh, Space Marine Vanguard Veteran uh, kit as well, if you want to, I mean, there are some parts of that that might be a little bit out of place for, for 30k, but it comes with a lot of really nice bits also, um, yeah. both close combat weapons and also like uh, shoulder pads that look, look a little bit uh, like artificer armor-like. Because that that was my my next option was to use the Sangam veteran and mix that with a tactical <clears> squad <throat> to get to get a squad that looks more like a veteran squad. Even though you can build veteran squads with the normal calf box, mixing it in with the the Sturmguard veterans, you get that more veteran feel and and it's make your your veteran squad uh, stand out compared to your normal tactical marine squad. So it's not just going to be a tactical marine squad with two special weapons or two heavy weapons or whatnot. Mm. It's actually going to look more like a veteran squad, mm. and your, all the bits that you get over is going to lead me into the next one. If you want to make a seeker squad, okay, because uh, you, you get, get a lot of combi weapons there, yeah. Yeah, you get fuckloads combi weapons, and with the calf box in the tact. Oh, tact- Sorry, oh. just jammed myself with a knife. <laughs> <we're talking. laughs> That's right. Those things happen. So with the calf Chris, box, some plasters, will you? No. Uh, he only sent this supply to himself. Yeah, so good. <laughs> Fuck you, then. <laughs> oh, it's just a casual... No, but yeah, I'm just going to put it like this. The flesh is weak. Oh, you went there. Uh, fine, oh. fair enough. Yeah, but a boom, but a bang. Burn, okay. So, back fair to enough. Seekers, then. Uh, no, but... Yeah. With, yeah, so with the calf box, you you do get some combi, combi weapons in the actual box. Uh, but... That, together with the, the Stern Gun veterans, is going to give you enough combi weapons to actually do like a nice, proper Seeker squad, which is really good. Yeah, and the Stern Gun kit itself is really, really nice as well. The detail on those miniatures is absolutely fantastic, yeah. I think. Yeah, so, so I reckon it, it's like, you, if it, with the calf box, in the calf box you get 30 Marines. So if you get one box of Stern Gun veterans, so you'd like, or... How many are there in the box of Sternguard veterans? Are there five or ten? I think five. it's five, yeah. Five for boxes. All right, so you, you get two of those boxes, and you mix them in with those 30 Marines. You'll have a, a veteran squad, you'll get a seeker squad, and then you have your normal tactical squad. And you'll have enough bits left over to enhance sergeants or do what whatnot, like have a, have a bunch of sergeants that you can swap out for if you want to have a normal sergeant. 
if you want to have a sergeant that has a power fist or what or whatever you you know tickles your fancy okay sounds good yeah. and i think you can also use both the storm guard <clears throat> both the storm guard set and the command squad set to to make some of these like uh, elite power armor units um, I was looking a little bit at uh, kit bashing together some of these, uh, uh, what's it called, the uh, Zeus rings for my Ultramarines yep. uh, from yeah. from those kits. Just uh, because I mean, in general, I think it's it's a little bit easier to make um, make models that are more like that look more like to have like artificer armor that kind of thing. Uh, it's easier mm-hmm. to get away with it in the sense. If you, I mean, using these kits and using also the, uh, you know, these chapter-specific upgrade sets that you can buy in, in plastic with, uh, you know, chapter-specific uh, shoulder pads and torsos and helmets and stuff like that, you can make some really nice yep. elite squads from from those as well. That's true. Yeah, and that's without uh, buying the full upgrade kits if you don't really fancy using. Yeah, exactly. 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 That's a nice nice point actually. Yeah, well, it's all about availability, and then if you if you're working in plastic and if you feel you don't have the like, it's also about economics. Like sometimes, like not everyone could afford the the portfolio kits, but that shouldn't prevent you from not you know playing heresy. Indeed, and, exactly, uh, exactly. Yeah. I say I, that that was my point from the very beginning for myself is I I only got into the heresy when plastic was available to start off with because that's the only way i could afford to make a, a big enough dent in an army build is by getting something like the like well getting the betrayal calf box yeah so for me that's, that was a that was a big thing that's a fair point as well because a resin army ain't cheap <laughs> no definitely <laughs> but like just using um like the command like so so what we used to summarize what we talked about uh, an easy way to get a nice army is probably you. you, pr- you we know that one calf box is not going to be enough. <laughs> that's just that's just a way of life. But if you get two of them, on. yeah. No, I was going to say rather than rather than sort of summarize, you, I think you go in the right direction. How about this? How about we just say right? You're going to build an army. This is the st- this is the step by step and what you can get for it. All right. So rather than summarize it, just say right. We're going to take. A, we're going to sit down. We're going to say we're going to build an army. We can pick a pick a master race or legion or whatever you want to call it, um, and this is how we're going to do it. So we're right. going to pick an well, army. How do we how do we build a plastic army for Heresy, Freddy? All right. Uh, well, are we going to start just using Games Workshop products, or are we going to look into other plastic products? Because I have a whole well, different repertoire if you want to use other plastic. Let's start with the Games Workshop uh, models because that's right. uh, what's probably right. so, most available. And because. And because I know Frederick is uh, currently building an Ultramarines Heresy Army, let's let's just say that because that's yeah. Games yep. Workshop flagship is Ultramarines, and it, yeah. it crosses over into 30k as well as in 40k. So let's just yeah, they're pr- they're pretty boys. Yeah, so let's, let's look at Ultramarines because it's nice and easy, and they don't have too many crazy units that look weird and that requires you know an additional extra conversion. Yeah. Let's do that. So yeah. we're going to build an Ultramarines army. Let's do it. Yeah. So let's say we start with two calf boxes. Okay. So that means we have sixty Marines and ten Terminators, uh, a bunch of characters, and two Contemptors as the base. Contemptors. Okay, Contemptors are good. Uh, the 
what I would it depends on your playing style and, and whatnot. But if you were to get an assault ring box and a sanguine how many are there in the sanguinian guard? Five. Box? It's five. Five. So you get two of those and two stern guard veterans. You you have like a massive options of how you how you can build this army then. Because you can have an assault marine unit, you can have a tactical support squad because you will be ending up with six Six plasma guns, six melter guns, six flamers, six heavy bolters, and six um, missile launchers. Isn't that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's that's yeah, that's a really important yeah. point, I think, as well. I mean, you never buy just one Calt set. If you're going to start, always buy two Calt sets because then you, since you get three tactical squads on the option for three squads, in your box, two boxes gives you enough that you can make. You get like six plasma guns, for example. That means that you can make one full tactical support squad, for example. And you get six combi weapons. E- exactly, as well. exactly. You can. I mean, and it, it opens up a lot of possibilities, both for making yeah, the support squads, but also like uh, heavy weapons squads, things like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Cool. And then with the with the command squad, it gives you an option to build a command squad. It gives you heaps of options to do uh, praetors, custom custom because you. You'll have so many bits in the command squad. You you have I think you get a thunder hammer. You get like something that would yeah, work as a paragon. You get a lot there, yeah. Yeah, and you get standard bearers. So if you want to do the new console, the one with the standard, you can do that. Totally worth doing. a traitor. Yeah, and and you get a medic. So if you want to do a primus medic, or if you want to do a regular medic, you have that option as well. Because all the bits from these boxes, like the the two stern guard veterans. The command set and the two sanguinian guards is going to give you the possibility to customize the characters that you get in your calf boxes. It's going to be able to customize the sergeants in your tactical squads. It's going to be give you the option to actually build an assault squad, even though people complain that they are overcosted. It's something about Mark IV assault squads that are just sexy. But what, what you could do actually for Ultramarines, you could build out the Sword Squad as the Ultramarine Special Squad, this Locutarius uh, squad with, uh, you know, the guys with the Artificer armor and stuff. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah, that's true. That could actually be quite nice. And you get a lot of like plasma pistols and stuff like that as well in in the um, uh, in these uh, in the 40k kits, so that you can put on these guys. So I think that would be really good. And it, it, if you don't want to go the like if you want to maximize miniatures and you, you just want to use the assault squad and you do a clear swap just between the jump packs and then because you always get I think you get three or four no actually five extra heads for each tactical squad uh, yep. because there's like two bear ones and then there's two heavy weapon ones and then there's one spear. So you have f- five extra heads, which means that two tactical squads are going to give you enough heads to just straight on put on the assault squad. So so you end up without even you know taking anything from your tactical marines in your calf box. You'll have an assault squad just using the assault squad box and the, say the fucking blood angel jump packs troops and using sanguinian guards, the sanguinian guards, and and using the spare heads. Yep. Yeah, the, and, and, and you're done and dusted. The Sanguinia Guard comes with three different heads as well, if you can bear the face masks. And, yeah, I'm, I'm and the, I've used the bear heads. Oh, if you're doing Blood Angels, you could. Yeah, yeah. I actually, I, the only reason I, I, I bought that box is to get the junk packs 
and to get the bear-headed uh, blood angel heads there because they work really nice for my empress children because they look kind of flamboyant. Yeah, they probably would. They probably do actually. Yeah, yeah. that'd be pretty cool. So, so that's an that's an easy way. And now you're sitting on a really nice army because all you really have to do is add on vehicles, and you can do that in the plastic way with rhinos, land raiders, and yeah. and you're kind of set. You have a a really nice solid core there. Yeah, definitely. And since you also get uh, what is it, ten terminators in total in those two boxes, uh, you can ten cataphracto terminators in, uh, as that. Exactly, exactly. You can. I mean, you can build them either as normal terminators, or if you uh, if you manage to score like on on, uh, on eBay, you score some cyclo missile launchers. Uh, you can make them into the Ultramarines uh, Fulmentarus. Um, yeah. Aren't they called that? The, the... You mean the tyrant copies? Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that that actually leads me into the next option. My next, like, if you want to keep on building on this, uh, is that you could either look. Uh, one one way is is look at the Dark Angel Terminator squad, because that yeah. you get the cyclone. This is not going to be cheap though, but you get the cyclone. You get um, medic assault. equipment. Yeah. You get the assault cannons if you want to do blood angels and whatnot. But like, you can do. You can use. Even if you only get one box, it means that you can convert your Cataphracty champion from your calf box into like a Primus Medicare in Cataphracty armor using just the Cataphracty, like the Medicare upgrade for the Terminator. Uh, and gives you one Cyclone mission launcher. Obviously, you're going to need more if you want to do the Ultramarine special unit. But it gives you starting. You can probably use the leftovers to trade because most Dark Angel players don't use the Cyclones. Yeah, so, yeah, so you yeah. can trade them for like the caliber knight weapons and whatnot, and they'll just be happy to trade that for your missile launchers. Yeah, there are there, there are a lot of companies as well that make uh, okay make them in resin, but but make like um, cyclone missile launcher kits that you can put on them. I, I bought mine for uh, for my Iron Warriors guys uh, from Spellcrow, I think. They're called. Yeah, they yeah, got a, they n- a nice set, and I yeah, think, super, yeah, super nice, and really, really cheap as well. Just glue them on top of the of the cataphracty terminator, and and Cromlech and Cromlech uh, and, and uh, I think uh, Max Mini got a set and uh, Puppet got a Puppet, set as well. Puppet, Puppet Wars do stuff as yeah, well. Yeah. So there, there, there are other sources for that particular. Yeah, and and uh, like you, as as in the drop pod, you you get the missile launcher thing, like. Nothing says it has to be that specific way. You you have the missile launcher pod from the drop pod. You can put that on top of them. Like no one's going to yeah. tell you that that's not a, a missile launcher. Or you get even from the if you if you're you buy chaos rhinos and you get yeah, the havoc launcher. The havoc yeah. launcher. You put them on top instead. Yeah. One thing I would say, um, just as an aside, but it's really important to to uh, be aware of, especially if you're working with plastic, is that there are companies out there, and I'm going to drop a couple of names like uh, Bits and Kits and Bitsbox, uh, like Bitsbox.co.uk. These uh, we're not sponsored by them anyway. I just I've used them in the past for a lot of things. Yeah. Um, they they buy up kits and then partition, you know, separate them out and sell the bits specifically. Mm. Um, so you can, if you if you want just a few bits, you can go to these guys, and their shipping rate is really good, yeah. um, especially like from the UK to Europe, for example, is really cheap. Um, you can pick half a dozen, a dozen, dozen different pieces when they're in stock, and you can get your 
the the conversion bits that you really want yeah. that way as well. And and if they're all plastic, so they're all going to come in the plastic that you want to be working yeah. with. Yeah, I've done, uh, done the same like uh, hoard of bits and stuff from America is pretty good as well. And and well, you're all, there's always eBay and there's always people down at your local club that have, will have bits because like my bit bit box is like a fucking. I could fill the trunk of my car. That is actually not an exaggeration either. I've seen your bits box. Yeah. <laughs> so so there, there's always bits somewhere like that someone has. You, just, yeah, you know, yeah. put it on Facebook on scanners, scavengers, and fuck. Uh, like that's how I first met you, Mr. J. I used to send you some fucking Spartan bits because yeah, I, I have think those. That was the same here, actually. I have I yeah. have some bits, you know, Spartan bits, obviously, because that's normal. But <laughs> totally, yeah, totally normal. What are you on about? Yeah. It's how it is. Yeah, that's how it is. So there, there, there's always ways to get hold of these bits if you really want to. Just shout out some of your yeah. mates because everyone's gonna have like that spare, you know, havoc missile launcher. That spare. <laughs> fucking bolter whatnot so that's that's all right but for the foundation if i think that the key like frederick said get two calf boxes and then from there yeah. you can kind of pick which way you want to go yeah exactly yeah. but that's only using games workshop then there's a whole different different board game you like cesarean cesareans i heard well uh, i have a mate uh, that actually used um he got uh, one of those 28 mil uh, ancient plastic sets with Romans and used. Uh, oh yeah, I was thinking the same thing. The Roman uh, shields, right? To put on. Yeah. The, yeah. That would look really, really good actually. <laughs> and 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 my mate in question, he used edge brass, uh, like ultramarine thingies on 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 the shields. Yeah. Because they're they're really clean. The shields that that they're, they're kind of like uh, you know from Forge World, you can buy the Mark IV or actually the Mark VII, I guess, boarding shields. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the one that are more squarish compared. Yep, yeah, yep. Uh, so they kind of look really similar to like Roman shields from from the not the uh, the Imperial Age, I guess, not the Republic, because then they were round, weren't they? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So if you if you get those shields and you like the transfers, mate, I, I can't stop talking about the new transfers. <laughs> They're fucking amazing. Like with with some transfers or with edge brass it's going to look fucking amazing yeah and it's easy though because i, I think uh, who does them is it perry that does them as well yeah i think is it warlord games or one of those oh, maybe that it's warlord, as well? yeah. Yeah. i don't, yeah, I don't I remember but uh, yeah. but whoever i saw it is that the shield comes with the grip and the hand and and even though it's just it's not supposed to be an armored fist hand but it, it comes like from the wrist and the yeah. hand is already attached to the shield. It's so easy to slot them in into Space Marine arm. Because yep. either you have, like, if you're lucky, you get those. Uh, well, if you don't want to work with resin, you, you can probably just cut off what the fuck he's holding in, into your arm. Or you get those resting arms that doesn't have any hands. And, and, and you're done. You just glue them on there. and He's holding the shield. And with the transfers or with the, like, the edge brass, you're, it, it looks sexy as fuck. And yeah, it looks, I can imagine. Yeah. It looks 30k. <clears throat> yeah. I, I was thinking a little bit about the the old Bretonia range. You remember the Man at Arms in that range? I, I think maybe Games Workshop have discontinued oh, yeah, them now, yeah, yeah. but they have these really big, like square square shields. They really, 
they really, really work actually as uh, as storm yeah. shields and that yeah, sort of thing. Yeah. I've used them. If you put, uh, put like edge brass or, or something on the, I, on the I haven't made I haven't made that use them for their terminators in 40k back in the day for storm shields. Yeah, just yeah. because they was too fucking expensive to get uh, proper storm shields. So he's bought like one of those box of Britonians, but I have no idea if you can get hold of them anyway anymore. I can, I, I can just imagine yeah, that you can, the, eBay yeah. basically. You can get them in sets on eBay, yeah. and then and not recast sets either. A lot of people still have them. Yeah, I guess a lot of people are trying to get rid of their Britonians <laughs> now as well, but, uh, since they're basically being cut from from Age of Sigmar. So. Yeah. But but otherwise, like you have heaps of ancients, uh, especially the Roman square shields works really like I really like them, and they're not that different from the Bretonians. And it, it's it's easy to get hold of. You go into any kind of workmanship store that it's not yeah, a exactly. games workshop, and you just buy them. And 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 normally you get a set of like I think uh, Warlord they sell them like fifty six legionaries or some shit. Uh, yeah, those, those kits are absolutely huge, and they cost practically nothing. It's like 200, and, and, 300. And, and the best thing is, if you're playing Ultramarines, when you get that, you'll get Gladiuses, you'll get uh, different things for the command, like the standards with the heaps of Romanesque yeah, things. Yeah. And you, you take all those bits, bits and pieces, and you can add, take them and enhance your Ultramarines to look more like Romanesque and stuff. Which is obviously their big theme anyway, yeah. so it's, a, it's definitely a win in that that respect. Yeah. Like size wise, I have the Forge World Gladius that I, that you get uh, when you buy the Close Combat set, uh, and you compare it to one of these Gladiuses that you get from the plastic. They look the same. So, like if you if you really want to be like made into a power Gladius, okay, so you just roll a, a small piece of green stuff. Put it across there, and you just do that little ball thingy. You remember for all the power weapon, it has like a line yeah. and a ball. Yeah. Put that on one of the blades, and bam, you're done. Yeah. yeah. I'm just looking now at on the World of Games website. Uh, that's the company that makes them for this. Uh, they, they, it's part of their Hail Caesar range. You get the box of like 20 uh, legionnaires, the early imperial ones with the square shields, for 22 yeah. pounds. That's uh, super cheap. Really, nothing. Yeah. yeah, they have pictures of the spruce there as well. I mean, there's a lot of bits there that you could uh, probably scavenge. Yeah, well, I, I, I really cool. like the banners and stuff. Like, if yeah, you take yeah. the, and if you combine that with the command set, like the Space Marine command set, and the Cal Tactical Squad, oh my fucking god! Like, yeah, it's for gonna, sure. It's gonna be like, and then you put some of the amazing fucking transfers on there. And it's going to be like it, it can't be more 30k fucking ultramarines yeah. than that. Would be cool to see if you can because you the, you get like the bodies of the legionaries. Uh, I mean they 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 are like um, they're cast with both the legs and the torso as as like one unit. Would be interesting to see if you could do something with them to make into some sort of like militia kind yeah. of. And that like and that would work a trick because I've seen someone done that and they they have. Well, actually, uh, they've had uh, what's that? It's an Australian girl that she does really nice, uh, nice vi Victoria miniatures. Victoria miniature, actually. Yeah. Uh, those yeah. rifles from the Victorian miniature range. Oh yeah. yeah Unfortunately, cool. they're lead though, yeah. so we're kind of really. <laughs> now we're not even talking resin or plastic; they're lead. But they're really, really <laughs> nice, and she's used them, 
And what they've done, they've, they've bought the heads and done a head swap and used those uh, kind of, kind of uh, what do you say, steampunk last rifles that she has. Yeah, that would be really cool. The, yeah. clockwork, the clockwork last rifle type things. Yeah, and then, and yeah. then with the head swap, and they've used the legionary bodies for it, and it looks really nice. So you you can do something and not get the like the the whole kit to waste because you still end up with militia and and because we all know that one of the ultramarine uh, kind of rights of war is this militia super nice one where they get yeah they bonuses. would be really good for that yeah, yeah. and <clears throat> and they still have that Roman feel yeah exactly yeah and 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 uh, the thing is if you paint them up. Uh, you, you you can probably take them and mix them with Imperial Guard uh, plastics. Yeah, for sure. And then you still keep to the whole plastic thing. Yeah, that's good. And that's, that's again, back to what we're talking about, really. Yeah. Or if you have a mate, you can just trade those bodies to get more missile launchers for your Terminators or whatnot. And he can... Use, and he can Because you can also, on the other end of the spectrum, you can make them into cultic hordes or whatnot because they you, either way you mix them with the marauder box or, yeah. or 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 a barbarian box and suddenly they look like some kind of you know cultist or what whatnot yeah definitely yeah. or maybe even yeah. some pieces from like the chaos spawn or something like that if you want to go for some really tainted flesh uh, yeah. <laughs> looking dudes yeah yeah oh, that sounds very very cool I mean, um, I think, honestly, as I'm sitting here thinking about it, I have a feeling we, we should really come back to the uh, the hordes and the militia maybe as a separate episode um, in plastic, because I think that could be a, a nice little uh, piece all of its own yeah. um, to come up to. But uh, that's some really cool-sounding stuff. So basically, like we said, just to recap, if you're starting an army, you want to do it in plastic, two Betrayal Kalth box sets, then look at stuff that um, would fit. Uh, so the Stern Guard kit, the Assault kit, oh, Assault Marine kit, um, the Sanguinian Guard kit. If you want to go down the Assault Marine option because of the backpacks, and then have a look at basically reaching out and trading, um, seeing what's out there. Because um, yeah. I mean, I know a lot of people, again myself included, like I said. Got the Betrayal of Kalth box, but there's some of the bits I haven't used. I've still got bits of like extra heads, and I've not used the combi weapons yet, and stuff like that. So uh, whilst I, I may do a Seeker squad for the uh, for my Iron Warriors, it's it also may not happen because I don't know if it's going to fit with what I want for my army. So you know, it's uh, those bits sort of are there out in the world. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you can also mix them up with like uh, Space Marine bikers, uh, Space Marine attack bike, stuff like that. Just swap out the helm, maybe swap out the, uh, put on some, some yeah. uh, Mark IV shoulder pads, things like that. And speaking of that, the only way to get the, the land speeder is in plastic, if you're going to use the regular land speeder option from the Legion book. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and there's nothing to say that the normal bikers aren't you can't use them. They're like you, if you put some Mark IV heads on there, it, it, it's gonna work just fine. And, and you yeah. file you file down the knee pads to make them square. Like if you if you're a purist, uh, and they're gonna look fucking awesome. That's just yeah. that's how it is. They're gonna be boxy bikes compared to the round bikes. 
Yeah, and you know, as we said before, and as it sort of mentioned, stuff evolves during uh, <laughs> during uh, during military campaigns. Yeah. So there's nothing to say that and, it's and I, has to be a certain like, way. Hanking back to the Ultramarine theme, uh, considering that the Ultramarines kind of did most of their own product production. I think that art, artisan way of the roundish bikes or the roundish land speeders or the roundish attack bikes, it fits more to the theme with the Ultramarines and, the, you know, the 500 Worlds, the Betrayal of Calf, that they had more boxy vehicles because they had to bosh them themselves. So if you actually yeah, swap that's in... that's a really them, good point, actually. Yeah, so if you swap in the Mark IV ones, then, then you're fucking, you're done and dusted. Cool. And it just look at the fluff for only the Terminators alone. They had the Cataphracti armor, and then they developed the Indomitus, the Tartarus, and the Saturnine armor basically at the same time. Yeah. And uh, so it's, it's not really that they only had one pattern of anything to use. At any one time, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. I mean, uh, and I think... Uh, one thing I wanted to touch on before sort of moving on to a couple of other things with uh, we've I mean we've talked primarily Ultramarines because we we picked a chapter to go for, uh, Legion to go with. Um, sorry, <coughs> sorry about that. I just decided to do, not do it live on air. Um, All right, because you don't need that 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 extra sound effect. Um, but uh, just thinking about things like the double betrayal at Calf Box, for example, is fantastic if you're an Iron Warriors player. Because basically you end up with six heavy weapons and you have a very nice set of Iron Havocs. Yeah, um, yeah, those yeah, delicious missile launchers are uh, yes, awesome. Yes, exactly. Yeah. With black and, <laughs> and you know and, minus one to cover saves, so yep. minus one to jink saves, yep. all that sort of jazz. And yeah, and, and the Iron Wars are kind of similar to the to the Ultramarines, so you need some. You can make them into tar- like tyrant guards pretty easy with the, the missile launchers. Also, yeah. actually, if you pick up a couple of those upgrade sets for uh, Iron Warriors in 40k and you cut off those silly horns, the helmets yeah. looks really, really nice and looks very similar to the Forge World Iron Warriors. Sets. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and if you want a, a fun <clears throat> model for, um, for your uh, Iron Warriors, have a look at the um, Warpsmith. Yeah. model that is is out mm-hmm. the the 40k warpsmith model which is basically painted up as an iron warrior um and it's a very cool model and yeah. um it's a little bit more um uh, not witchy poo but uh, it's definitely more of a, a warped version of a of a, a marine so you it, the only objection i would ever have to that is not you can't play with that but what's his story because normally, normally, you know, he's he's suddenly walking around like a octopus. What's his story? And it's a cool reason to build some fluff for him. Yeah, no, and I, I, I reckon as as long as you swap his head, he he yeah, would look definitely. as any fucking warsmith whatsoever. And yeah. and if you look at the normal tech marine model, oh. I think he's in Mark Four anyway, isn't he? There are two. Uh, or are they are they in plastic or is it fine cast? They're fine cost, fine and cost. they are in a modified Mark Three and a Mark Four, I think. Okay. Yeah, because I, I actually have one of those as my siege breaker. Yeah, and with uh, a little bit of pipe, uh, a little bit of work to cover up the pipes, it's come out really, really well. Um, so I think it's it's definitely worth looking at that as uh, again, that's a, a convertible option to be a command model or something else. And they are, as opposed to 
the Forgeworld ones that are in resin, they are not true to one mark of armor either. Yeah. They're m- way more custom armor than uh, the Mark 3 and Mark 4 that Forgeworld produce as well. Yeah. 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 So you, yeah. you can easily get away with saying this is Artificer armor, mm. and uh, especially on something like a Siege Breaker where. Um, and I use that as an example simply because I've got one within like six inches of me. Uh, giving them artificer armor is pretty much a given. Um, so you can get away with, oh look, he's got custom armor, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Call how it pretty the does it look? Really uh, reinforced suit of uh, Mark Three if you want to yeah, fluff yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, another option I've seen uh, one of my other mates do is he's taking uh, the plastic. Um, Archmagos or whatever they call like the, there's a plastic set for the Mechanicum 40k yep and taking no, those bits and, and kits back bashed uh, uh, Marine oh, so you, using the kind of Mechanicum axe or the power axe mm. ah yeah 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 and then that's in add, the Cult Mechanicus range yeah, and then hmm. adding kind of like the whole servitor arm onto the backpack. Like the if you remember the old met- metal thingy, uh, the metal marine, and like how he has like I even have it here. I have to look at it. Uh, like how he has like he has the mechanicum axe in his hand, yeah. and then he has like that servo arm on on his backpack and heaps of cabling falling out of his uh, mm-hmm. out of his backpack. And and I've seen like one of my mates. He's done it. He's taken the the same axe from from the plastic set, yeah. and then the cablings and the like the skull dudes and fucking servo arms and shit, and added on top of his uh, backpack. That yeah, could be really cool. And then and then he's gone <clears throat> overboard and done some green stuff just to add some more cablings on on his torso. But yeah. Cool. Well, one option I was thinking of for my Iron Warrior guys was uh, there is a model in the Space Wolf range uh, in plastic, actually. It's uh, the Iron Priest, which is like their version of the Tech Priest. Oh, yeah. The, the new one. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think if you cut away, uh, if you cut away some of the like this, the, the fur details on that, and probably swap out his pistol, he has some silly Space Wolf like ice gun, whatever it's called. You have the, yeah. the frost. Thing, something whatever. yeah the ice cream gun you know the, the ice cream gun exactly yeah it, make, it makes lollipops that's what it does but if you if you replace that with uh, like some yeah plasma pistol or some some other weapon yeah uh, i think it would look pretty cool actually i think it would i think i think that's that's um again with the the, the one thing about the 40k stuff is with the space marines there is even more universal there's is even more universal look so you can get away with um, switching things in and out much yeah, easier. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think it could look very, very cool. Yeah, and one thing I really like as well in general with the uh, Games Workshop Space Marine range is that, I mean, across all of the kits that they have basically produced, they all are constructed along like the same pattern in a sense, right? Yeah. Even these new character models that are... Where they have, you know, the, the ones that they have made in some, you know, using some CAD program and just sliced up on a computer. Even those, you can, it's still like you have the basic like ball and socket joint for the for the torso and the legs. Yeah. You have the, you know, you, you can you can pretty easily 
you know, swap out parts of that model for something something other in your in your bits box if you want something that, like in this case with Iron Priest, if you don't want it to be so like space wolfy in a sense. Yeah, well, that's really cool, and that's uh, that's extremely useful um, just in general. But uh, yeah, I think it, it fits really well in what, with what we're talking about. Um, yeah. One thing I wanted to ask uh, Frederick specifically. Um, when it comes to taking a, a 40 green um, and making him as 30k as possible, just to sort of, I don't know, maybe, let's just say maybe a, a Mark 7 Marine. Um, no. What's the easiest way of converting this guy to make him fit? If you're going yeah, to say, I, Here, here's what you need to do, here's a Mark 7 guy, here's how you make him 30k, how would you do it? I think it, it depends a little bit on your like ambition level, I guess, or, or maybe even tolerance level for, for the historical <laughs> accuracy, but. Or, for, or, or the fa- fantasy world that we pretend to adhere. That we, that we, yeah, exactly. That we pretend is real. Uh, but, but for me, I mean, the, Hell, man. Let, let's say that it's real. Uh, I mean, for, for me, the most, the, the thing that stands out the most for the, in, for, with the Mark seven Marines is the helmet. Of course. Yeah. I mean, the, the helmet's, in my opinion, is is uh, definitely something I would swap out for a probably a Mark IV helmet or a or a bare head. Yeah. The shoulder pads, I mean, I think it varies a little bit from from kit to kit, but some of the Mark Seven Marines have pretty broad, like rims on the shoulder pad, yeah. which looks a little bit off as well. So if if you have a Marine that has the, or a kit that has that kind of shoulder pads, I would probably try to swap that out. Or even just file it down so that you have just like plain, uh, you know, without without the rim on it. Mm. For for me, that would be like the if, if you do that to a Mark Seven Marine. For me, at least, it's I mean, I I I can't really tell the difference at that point. Then, of course, you can go further. You can like we were talking about before. You can uh, um, do a little bit of uh, filing for the knee pads to make them more squared, to look more like the Mark IV knee pads. Yeah. Maybe replace the bolter if you have it, if you have some Mark IV or, you know, something from your CAL set already in your bits box, but I, strictly speaking, I don't think that's really necessary. But, I mean, really, the, the most important thing for me, at least, definitely the helmet, maybe the shoulder pads, but uh, I, I would, I mean, if you fix those things, I would, I would, Call it a 30k marine, basically. Cool. There's one other thing that springs out to me, and that's purity seals. Because there are a shit ton of them in 40k. Yeah, I think what you can do is if you, if you can cut away like the the wax part of the purity seal, yeah. you know, which usually is pretty easy to do. Then you can you can call them like oat papers. Okay. Right. So like Othomo, Othomo oh, oh, and stuff. You mean Othomo? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh, okay, cool. Well, well, normally what I've done, like the ones that ha- that doesn't have overly excessive ones, uh, like two or three, I reckon is okay for an Othomo moment. But the ones that have like covered with them, like <laughs> Madmen, then I just cut them off. Yeah, like, I guess black black templars, crazy attention uh, seekers. Uh, yeah. I guess it comes to a point where it gets a little bit too much. But like you were saying, if it's one or two, then I, I would just leave it on, maybe cut away the wax seal. But Yeah, because we've talked about using like the stone guard and stuff like that. 
and that mainly is a parts resource but they really have a lot of those sort of things on there um, yeah but uh, the, the key with the stone god is that if you look at them on the games workshop page and how they kind of put them together and you look at this screw yeah if you if you pick the bits that you put together like the arms with the torsos or with the shoulder pads you can minimize so you always end up with maybe two other moments yeah. and it's all good and the author moments are like you don't like even though Frederick said he wants to cut away the the wax wax seal, what fuck wax seal. Uh, you don't like the author moments is exactly like a purity seal except it was an author moment. Yeah. So, but it's just so it's all yeah, good. It's like, the excessive but, excessiveness but of the most. Yeah, like, yeah, like if you keep it to two, if if you if you read like the good old uh, fucking the first books, yeah. they usually put like one or two on them. Like they did an author moment, and it was like two, two. I think Tar Sol Tarvis put two author moments in in one of the books. Yeah, and I and think he, that yeah. the, actually varies from legion to legion as well. Because yeah. if you do a word bearer army, they're probably not that adverse to put pieces of paper on them. Uh, yeah, they exactly. Probably, yeah. They probably don't put author moments there though. Yeah. <laughs> probably shit stained uh, blood written pieces of the Book of Lorgar, but... <laughs> Well, that's all it says, basically. It's fuck the Imperium, fuck the Imperium. Lorgar <laughs> is God, screw the Imperium. In High Gothic. But, worst case, you can just cut them off. I mean, usually it's pretty easy to, with, yeah. especially with plastic, then you just file it so uh, it looks... Uh, uh, and like Fred, Frederick, say about, uh, Frederick said about the uh, shoulder pads, because sometimes the problem is that there's heaps of author moments on the shoulder pads, but also... In the Mark Seven, the trim is way thicker, it's way higher. So if you use the sandpaper or whatever, and you and you sand that away, so there is no trim at all, then you're really horse heresy because then you then you're Mark Mark what six? And yeah, that's low. Mark six. Yeah, yeah, that's Mark six, and that works with <clears throat> Mark four as well because the the trim is really low, and you can just paint that on then. Yeah, cool. So it's, it's really good. And then you get rid of the auto moments. Yeah. Okay, that sounds cool. But uh, we, we haven't kept one thing that might be an mm -hmm. issue, and that is the big freaking eagle across the chest on some of the Mark Seven armors. Okay. And a way to get get away or get Can around. Can you explain that. the issue, first of all? Well, that's an issue in issue. <laughs> I, like, I, I have a couple of models that have it because I, I, don't, I I'm not like for the Empress children. I, I reckon it's it works really nice because they were they allowed to a, use it. <laughs> they were allowed to use it. Uh, there, there's been massive debates going on for the purists saying that uh, they, they didn't come until Mark Seven. Others say like, oh no, no, they're, they're still alright as long as it's not the double-headed eagle with that roundish yeah. wing. It's still okay. But, but what you can do is you could, you could probably, for some legions, it's really easy just to change the head in the middle. Like for the Raven Guards, I just change it into like a single head and then suddenly it becomes a Raven Guard yeah. symbol. Uh, for the Empress Children, just leave it as it is or actually change, change the skull to a double-headed eagle and suddenly it becomes super Empress Children and it looks really okay. nice. Uh, some of the other Egypt legions didn't really have heaps of like eagle heraldry it's it's really hard if you're traitors though to use the mark 7 uh, chest plate with the eagle <laughs> this makes no sense but 
But you can always file that down, or you can do something about it. One, one, so. one thing I, I, I've actually done, because um, I've got the limited edition uh, uh, Breacher Sergeant, um, and yes. he had a gigantic eagle across his chest, is I've actually taken a... I've tried to sand it down, cut it away, whatever, but there's still a few chunks of it left in there, so I've kind of made it look like somebody's taken an angle grinder to it. So it looks like they've tried to they've they've basically gone to remove it but not not fully done it. Ah, the like yeah, desecration really cool. of the the armor more than anything else. It's like I'm going to wear this to show that I, I don't I give no fucks um, for the Imperium. That, that that's also in uh, some of the Aaron Demsky Bowden really books. Cool. <clears throat> yeah, because well, if you look at uh, or at least read up on uh, Talos and in. Uh, 40k, he's still using basically the same armor, and he's just taken his chainsword, or a chainsword to the eagle on his chest, to desecrate it, to show that, that he's could, not a pawn of temper. Black shields as well, maybe. Yeah. yeah. So if you just uh, half stand it off, or cut it away a bit, just roughly, without ruining the armor underneath, you could probably get away with it. Very cool. But yeah, okay, that's that's cool. I mean, I, like I said, I I did it mainly because I I was got hobby frustrated with the damn thing. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I think a really quick, quick, super nasty fix uh, is that you put your legion symbol instead of the eagle's head or whatever. Okay. Yeah. And that's like if, if you if if you're not a model fiend and you don't want to have like half grinded eagles whatnot, then you. Just, like instead of of the head or the skull or whatever, it's on the chest plate. Like for for your sake, let's say it's a normal yeah. Mark Seven with the spread yeah. wings, and there's the yeah. skull in the middle. Yeah. Take away that skull, put the Iron Warrior's head in there. Gotcha. Yeah. And suddenly, bam, you're done. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't look like anything. It has nothing to do with with the Aquila or what whatnot. You take the Ultramarines, you put the fucking Ultramarine symbol in there, bam. Yeah, I like it. I like yep. it a lot. It, it, or... If the Emperor Shiller, you put like a massive dildo there, <laughs> bam, you're done. You're done. <laughs> and bam, you're, you're, you're... Or, or strictly strictly speaking, you could just try to file it down, and then you you because the guy is only going to carry his bolt there in front of his chest. So if I mean, yeah, you can yeah. hide it with bits. Well, <clears throat> exactly. My friends, what they do is they just take uh, a layer of green green stuff, so it just looks like they've reinforced their chest armor. Cool as well. Because they can't be fucked doing anything. But yeah. I, I reckon if you put your legion symbol, if you have edge brass, if you have whatnot, and instead of the eagle head or the skull or whatever, you just put your legion symbol there, it's a quick fix. Yeah, strictly speaking, I think it's mostly a problem if you start out building your plastic 30k army by buying like 40k tactical marine sets instead of the yeah. Celt set. Because, yeah. I mean, if you start with the Celt sets and then you bought these extra kits that we talked about, I mean, you're going to have, it's going to be like a handful of chest plates that have the, 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 the wings yeah. on it. And, and the thing with so it's the not going to be a huge have... thing. You will have chess plays over though for the Celts. Ex- exactly, so, exactly, yeah. exactly. And if you, you, I mean, with the Celts out to get like 60 marine bodies, most likely you're not going to use all of them in your army anyway. If you use like 10 of those, just 
chop them up and use them for bits in in you know mix it with mixed with and other if you kits. Play, and if you play traitor then you know it's it's much easier to use them for basing and uh showing certain legions being chopped exactly. up. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> not that I've done that or anything. Um no not at all. Oh, no. Not with an Imperial fist decimated <laughs> on the base of my prey at all. Oh no, I haven't no, seen it either. Not not many times over. Um <laughs> Yeah, cool. Okay, well I like that. Um sounds like some good ones there. Um what's I'm gonna ask you, what's your uh Frank, what's your what's your favourite sort of plastic kit to work with in the heresy? <clears throat> Uh, fucking hell, that's, uh, well, that's going to be biased, though, because I do world leaders, so I'm going to love the yeah. circus. Mr. Fred- Mr. Other Frederick? Yeah, I think the, the conversion that I am most happy with, at least, is the, um, the rapier batteries I made for my Iron Warriors. Um, I used the, um, uh, the Cataphone Destroyer kit from the uh, Adeptus Mechanicus range in 40k, and basically just used like the track part of that, the, the lower part of that model. And um, instead of putting the, the torso with the servitor guy, I just mounted basically the, the weapon, at, you know, where, where the torso would go. Uh, it's super easy, super cheap as well. You get the box of those. Uh, you get like three Cataphone Destroyers in one box. You can easily make them into, I made mine into... Um, uh, with the graviton guns, I just basically took the grav cannon that uh, you get in the box and, and mounted it directly on the on the track piece. Okay. But you could easily take like uh, havoc launchers or um, yeah, some some blast cannons or whatever, and, and, and make all all the other varieties. Very cool. Because that was actually going to be um, my next next question was we'd, we've talked a lot about troops, but what else can we actually produce from existing plastics? Um, for, from maybe 40k plastics to bring into the heresy. I mean, you sort of nailed one there with the uh, the rapier batteries. But is there anything else you can bring across? Do you think? Yeah, of course. I mean, like we talked about earlier here. I mean, a lot of the the vehicle range uh, you can pretty much move in straight off if you yeah, like we were talking about if you replace some some uh, doors on the Land Raider and the Rhino chassis. Uh, put on the ones with your chapter symbol. I think that goes really far with. Um, the Predators, for example, I, I think uh, I've seen some people do uh, some pretty easy conversion with the uh, the plasma cannon from the Demolisher yep. kit. Put that on the on the Predator turret to make the the good version of the Predator. So I think you have a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of options in, in, in that regard. The land speeders, like we talked yeah. about earlier. Uh, so uh, yeah, I think I mean, of course, there are some vehicles that specific to 30k that you uh, from, from the virtual range that you will not be able to replicate in in uh, in plastic, and you just have to accept that. I guess uh, if you if you can't stand working with resin, then you have to just not use those vehicles in your army, but. Uh, I think for most people, myself included, I mean, putting one or two uh, resin models in the army, I mean, that's that's perfectly yeah. fine. I mean. yeah. That's cool. Because um, I was thinking, I was thinking about like well, um, we talk, touched earlier. I said we'll we'll do it as another episode, but things like Lehman Rust kits uh, and Chimera kits, especially for like heavy support basilisks and things like that, the plastic kits coming over from there. 
are pretty much straight straight swap overs, right? More or less, yeah. There are some. Uh, that depends on how you look at it, because the Legion Medusa and Legion Basilisk is on the Lehman Rus chassis. So you have to buy both if you want to use the to make it look okay. right at least. Well, that's good to know. Um, that's good to know. Well, the, I think the aren't they on the Chimera chassis? Not the Legion one, I think. Okay. Or is it the Solar Auxilia one that's on the? Yeah, the Solar Exilia is on the Lima Ross, the Legion one is on the Chimera. Yeah, I'm going to have a look, because I... Yeah, pretty sure. But uh, another one, like, uh, there, there, there's heaps of ways, because you, you have uh, Whirlwind that you can use straight from uh, 40k. The the thing, I, I'm doing Whirlwind Scorpius, and I'm using uh, the Night Missile uh-huh. Launcher on, on the back of it, just to make it differentiate, like, so, so you see the difference between a normal Whirlwind and the freaking um, uh, Scorpius yeah. one. Oh, cool! And, and the Night Missile Launcher is it, like it, it, it size-wise, it's perfect for the Scorpion. So it's, it's really nice. Also, I must admit that I was wrong because the Legion Medusa and the, are actually on the Chimera chassis. Okay, cool. So I mean, yeah. that's uh, just a straight swap over, really, isn't it? Because you can buy those. I don't know if you when you buy them from Forge or if they're uh, uh, resin and plastic kits, or if they're all yeah, yeah, uh, hybrid kit. They're hard. Oh, yeah. yeah. They are. <clears throat> Seeing as I bought a few, oh, <laughs> fair enough. That's kind of why I was <laughs> putting the question out there because I had a feeling that somebody might know. But the thing is, you can just buy a camera and then use use the body and do either plastic card, or you can do something else, and you and you can easily make like a, a Medusa or. Hell, like uh, one one of my uh, favorite one is you buy the basilisk for um, Imperial Guards. Uh, if you remember, like the cover and stuff for the, yeah. for the basilisks. basilisk, basilisk, how they are, basilisk, literally. and then you put Mark Four crew there, and you change you change the 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 kind of like it, it's not that really hard to do it with plastic card to change the gun yeah. shield. And you change the, the sh- and you change the barrel, uh, and you're done, basically. Okay. Sorry, I'm just complaining about the resin model that's not gluing properly. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, the irony, irony the irony. <laughs> exactly. Gosh. Oh, the irony. Um, so it's, it's it's really easy. Get a basilisk in plastic. Yeah. Uh, if you don't want it to have the basilisk cannon, well then that that's okay. If you wanted to have the Medusa cap, what you do is you saw off the long barrel. You get uh, from Bunnings or from uh, what are they called Bauhaus or whatnot, like a small little uh, plastic tube. Or you get a long plastic tube and then you saw it off to the length yeah. that you want. And then you put it there and then you have a Medusa. And you get two dudes from your uh, betrayal cat box as your crew. I guess you could probably go to some like uh, scale one thirty five military module as well. Probably if you just want to get the cannon and somehow kit bash those together. Yeah. Um, well, there, it's uh, heaps of uh, like German kind of trench mortars or yeah, exactly or other yeah, stuff. Yeah. And, and you can like. Uh, Heaps of people. Uh, I'm, I'm not just talking about Oscar now, but heaps of people 
that do the militia army take like the World War One tanks and they add on. They use kit bashed uh, 40k stuff and they add it on and kind of make their own tanks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it looks it looks fucking. And we awesome, do. I was so. going to say we do actually have a resident tank builder in the uh, in in the room at the moment, don't we, Christopher? Yeah, I tend to build most yeah. of my tanks. So from give us a bit of a heads up on kits. how you what you work with there, buddy. Well, I did uh, for my Iron Hands. If we're yeah. talking Legion, I did uh, convert up some uh, rhinos to look like a special pattern. With uh, they have a turret on the top with a combi bolter instead of uh, just a combi bolter mounted on them. That's just because Iron Hands kind of had a penchant to just upgrade every upgrade everything they got their hands on basically. And that's uh, that's actually quite quite easy. Just put a little effort into it, and you can make vehicles that look they look the part, but they look unique. They are they are your yeah. vehicles. And with your um, your Mechanicum, I mean, I know we're talking <laughs> Legion, but you know it's worth mentioning your Mechanicum builds as well because they are. Uh, they're most definitely a unique build. Uh, well, yeah, and they're con- quite uh, uh, a bit more advanced conversions, even from my uh, Iron Hands uh, scene, because I've built uh, everything from the Chimera chassis, yeah. basically. And I've uh, s- sorted uh, a special pattern of autoloading Medusa. <sighs> so just have a turret instead of someone actually loading it. And then I have a uh, demo- uh, kind of demolisher tank because the order reductor can take them, and that's a modified camera uh, chassis with uh, the demolisher Lehman Rust turret from uh, yep. Fort World. That's from Death Corps box that I've actually modified a bit as well. And then we have uh, my what do you call them? The Whirlwind Hyperios, yeah. basically the missile defense tank. That's an even more <laughs> modified camera. Because that's that's made to look like a faster, more sleek tank. Because I removed the back end of it where the door is to make it uh, sloped armor instead of gotcha. a door. And then it ha- and that, that that's actually made from the what is it called the Manticore kit from Imperial Guard, yeah. the missile tank. Very cool. And then that happens to have left you with a rather nice little piece of uh, uh, kit. Yeah, yeah I was going to say a little <laughs> kit for. Also. The rest of the missiles are going to be used as battlefield gothic ships. Ah. If you if you get Ooh. get if you get bits, just save them unless you want to trade them and just uh, save them for conversions. That's very cool. We we'll have to do that. And I am going to put up some pictures of this in the <laughs> album for this episode because it's quite uh, more to explain <laughs> from the builds than uh, I can put in words yeah. right now. But they're definitely worth a look at. I might very much say that it's definitely worth having a look at those tank builds of yours. They're very awesome. Speaking of uh, Mechanicum, I mean, I, I'm not super familiar with Mechanicum myself, but uh, I have a feeling at least that it would be a little bit more of a challenge to replicate the uh, all these like robots that they have in, in plastic. Uh, have you looked anything at that? Like, uh, I know there are some some stuff from the Adeptus Mechanicus range in 40k that maybe could be used, but uh, I have a feeling that the look and feel of those are, are pretty different from the from the 30k ones. Uh, usually people are using the Magus that we've talked about earlier from the yeah. Cult Mechanicus range. 
there will be a way to easily easier use the plastic uh, skit, the guitar kits okay. with uh, the next Fortwell Imperial Armor because that will have uh, the Secretary or Scutari Titan Guard in it. That's uh, that would be hybrid Secretary kits. Eye or whatever they're called. The, the shield yeah. dudes. Yeah, the Titan the adds uh, to the warlord. Oh well, someone has to protect us yeah. toes, basically. <laughs> but those could probably be kit batched even without using the yeah. hybrid kits when you get when the, those, when the rules for those are released. Uh, there are people that are using uh, the uh, not the Catherine, what they're called, the Castellax, Castellan uh, ro- yeah. robots, the one that yeah, yeah. Uh, toy-looking ones, <laughs> basically, that are using those for. Uh, Castellax conversions, but they're not really. Then they don't really look right, even though they are basically based on similar patterns from the beginning. If you look fluff-wise, but they're not uh, really looking the same as a Castellax. Okay. But they can they can be converted, but. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I guess this uh, like techno thralls and stuff would be pretty easy to make. I guess from. Uh... Yeah, you could use the. You could use the. This, uh, Skitari Skitari, yeah, yeah. but they're still not uh, really got the same armament you could always claim they have but uh, they're, you could use them but there are other options for that as well because you could use regular servitors so you could go to third party sources for that to make to find more suitable robo- semi-robot looking ones cool yes. okay cool and then we have the Catafrons that you mentioned yeah. earlier for your mm. rapiers. And there are people that have put uh, like legs on the, legs on them and basically use them as uh, what are called the Myrmidon Destructors because they come with the graviton weapons and stuff like that. Whoa! Oh, yeah. Sorry about that, guys. Hang on. Sorry about that. <laughs> Something just completely randomly popped up on my Facebook feed and uh, yeah for some reason we just had an interruption of um, somebody revving up a uh, what do you call it a uh, monster truck so yeah a mm. uh, little into sorry Chris didn't mean to keep flow there buddy but um, the monster truck spoke <laughs> I was, yeah I was just mentioning the uh, from battle servitors that Frederick used for his uh, rapiers yeah. And I've seen people putting legs on them and using them as uh, Myrmidon destructors. Yeah, that would be really cool. Might, up, might need to upgrade the hand for the giant power fist that they have, but uh, I am actually yeah. doing an attempt for that as well because I'm using, uh, well, I'm using the torsos and the weapons for Myrmidon. And I'm gonna source some legs in the, for the, during the weekend, basically, <laughs> to make uh, some. Uh, Myrmidons, just because I want them for our nice little Escalation League. I wonder what Escalation League you, we could be talking about in uh, in the wrap-up. I mean, um, uh, yeah. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, and the wrap-up last week. And the wrap-up last week yeah. as well. I think we're going to keep talking so, about that. Well, uh, yeah. yeah. But that's actually, you can use them. There are a lot of just using straight-up GW kits yeah. for this. Oh, cool. Then, as I mentioned, the, the tanks. If you play Order Reductor, you get uh, basically a easier or a li- version, a light version of the old uh, vehicle design rules, where you can choose uh, your armaments and hull-mounted weapons and stuff like that. The Medusas, the Basilisk, the Melta cannons and stuff like that. Erwins. 
Yeah. And that's and that's you just could you could either use uh, Lehman Ross tanks, you could use the Amira tanks that I do. Yeah. You could use uh, Rhinos if you want to base them on that, or you could actually use the what, are, what is it called the Dune Stalker as well if you just yeah. arm it properly, even though it's not really a tank, but you can still oh, claim it's a Dune crawler. Yeah. Oh, cool. And I do think that you could actually use the Tarox kit if you really want it as a as a whirlwind because it has the missile. Right. Um, the Tarox is uh, eminently useful for um, rapier batteries as well. Mm. Uh, so I will be putting that to to the uh, to the the build at some point. And uh, I could admit that the, the Tarox is actually quite useful useful for converting up uh, Iron Hands rhinos because uh, most most of the top my Iron Hands rhinos are made from that kit, the turret and the hatch yeah. and stuff like that. Because if you have pl- access to plastic kits, it's quite easy, easy to kit bash if you want to, to make it look unique. Yeah, which is very very cool, and really the sort of made one of the fun again one of the fun things we all love to do about this hobby is create stuff. And then I just have to mention another thing: uh, the uh, Adeptus Mechanicus, the Sicarian, the infiltrators and rust stalkers, actually have legs that are quite useful for making <laughs> making a hybrid out of uh, the Mechanicum. Uh, sorry, what do you call the Skillax? Okay. And I've seen people actually use uh, the legs for those to replace the Mechadendrites from the Skillax to make them look actually moving and <laughs> interesting cool. in the game. Tim from uh, IO4 have done that, amongst others. Okay. That looks quite awesome. cool. So there's quite there is a lot of uh, again a lot of scope over different ranges, and uh, that sounds very, yeah. very very much like if you want to go crazy, you can go crazy. And uh, I think the other thing for me, the other the, the most important thing about plastic has been the the financial impact it's had. We touched on, we've touched on it a couple of times as we've gone along, um, and you can go crazy on. Um, plastic kits as well if you really want to but uh it is a much easier way of getting into this game um than anything else and i don't i don't want to see that change i I don't want to see that change i mean don't get me wrong i don't want to see Vortual suddenly stop making stuff in resin because that would just be horrific but um it's nice to see them it's nice to see that there is that inlet now Uh, yeah yeah, definitely. And like, like you were saying before, with the, I mean, just seeing what has happened to the community since the release of the Cal boxes. I mean, the the 30k scene I having has just uh, exploded as a result of it. I mean, there are so many people getting into the game now, and that's that can only be a good thing. Yeah, I think most definitely, most definitely. Uh, I totally agree with you there, Frederick. I think it's uh, exactly. Uh, it, it's kind of the shot in the arm that the the scene needed in a in a positive way unlike i don't know completely detonating an existing a 30 year old um, gaming system and throwing something else out there instead not that i'm bitter about that or anything at all yeah yeah <laughs> not that my slayer army is bitter no. about that at all but there are slayers they're bitter about yeah, that is true but then again you know we said you know you can uh goblin hewer um update a uh, goblin hero conversion into um into a uh, world eater uh, 
Deradeo that's throwing around um, throwing around chain axes. Well, then again, I've seen I've seen Dark Elf uh, conversion into Mechanicum and kind of you know governmental officials, and they look really fucking nice. So. Don't yeah, is there a milita- militia army in Australia based on uh, Dark Elves? Amongst other I things? believe there is. Um, one of the guys. Uh, so is that Spencer expensive. stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Because uh-huh, I remember seeing that. He's done a Solar Exilia army where he's converted his uh, Dark Elves into. Yeah, he's using the execution, executioners as the melee guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they look fucking awesome. So. Yeah. Which is. There you go. Mm-hmm. There. Where, where every time there is something sad, there's always hope. Something well, new. considering I'm converting some uh, tech trolls with chain access or chain weapons out of uh, wood elves. So yeah, so they look very, very cool when they're done. I think Hopefully. so. I really think so. So, is there much? Is there anything we particularly anything else we want to touch on? I mean, does Freddie, although you've, you've Obviously, got had a lot of input on this. As as the resin master race around here, do you uh, do you want to sort of come back on anything or? Uh... No, no, no. Uh, oh, well, I I I I say that plastic is uh, well, plastic is fantastic. Like it it's if you if you can't afford Portugal, but you still want to play Heresy, and uh, <clears throat> seriously, everyone has you've been playing this game for so fucking long. Our big Bitboxes are enormous, and even I use 40k stuff to enhance my 30k. So there's nothing to say that not everyone can use, you know, kit bashing, 30k, 40k, plastic kits together to make something fucking awesome. And Frederick's army, like his Iron Warrior army, looks amazing, and that's just pure plastic. So there's Thank nothing, ho- there's nothing holding anyone back from doing like a 30k army, like even on a budget. Even on just taking what you have, like you've given up on 40k and you want to do 30k, fuck, it's easy. Get a file, get some fucking, a couple of beers and get filing and you're done. And get, ask all your mates for Mark IV heads. Yeah. Uh, and, and then <laughs> Bob's your uncle. Yeah. And it also gives you the opportunity to make an army that is sort of more uniquely yours. You built it from, from, you know, from from scratch, there will be no one else who has the same the same kind of models that you have yeah. built. So, so it'll be very much your your that's really fun as well. Exactly, that's exactly. Cool. And that that's always a nice aspect. I mean, that's what I again, that's what I've personally done with my forty k stuff, and uh, I think it's a it's a cool idea to do thirty k as well. So awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah, and no, no, nothing is going to keep you to 40k, 30k. You still have the fantasy range, and it's massive, and you just fucking take advantage of that. I remember back in the day when I was a young lad, and I used to steal, like, chaos stuff from fantasy to put into my chaos marines in 40k, and vice versa, where I took, like, empire stuff into my normal loyalist marines into yep. 40k, and there's... So much stuff floating around, and fuck, it's only your imagination that's holding you back. Definitely, and like we were talking about before as well, I mean, there are so many new companies coming up now as well who also make really, really nice plastic miniatures that you can use to, to swap in. So, like Warlord that we were talking about earlier, but I mean, there are there are heaps of them. Awesome. 
Awesome. Well, we should have a look at maybe trying to put a list together of the uh, the different things that we'd recommend and uh, some of the kits that we've listed here as well. Uh, maybe we can get that put up on our uh, on our Facebook page when we uh, when when we drop the episode on uh, on whatever day I managed to get yeah. up and up and edited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, definitely. Besides the like the 40k stuff, because everyone knows about 40k or the, or the Games Workshop products. But what what we we could do is we put some links into the third third party plastics scene that are like really you know brainless conversions like the freaking Romans from Warlord, bam done yeah. take the shields and you have breaches. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely, we should be doing that, and that's what we'll 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 get done. And um, I I will talk with Christopher about getting that worked up. <laughs> Yeah, we'll sort something out. Uh, and we can also because everyone has seen Oscar's army and it's fucking amazing, amazing. And uh, you know, I've 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 used some World War Two, world like some Napoleonics, some actually American Civil War stuff mm. to do uh, stuff in Imperial Guards back in 40k. Yeah. So I, I kind of I have a regiment in Imperial Guards which is kind of half done up. Where all my in my dark sixes up in the attic, <laughs> where everything else is, where I just swap the heads to like from the Civil War. So I swap the heads with Imperial Guardians. And I give them them uh, last rifles, Ooh. and that's about that's about it. <laughs> and and you know it's an easy way. That's a militia yeah. army for anyone that like. So you have Civil War guys. You have like Oscar's done with the Napoleonics. It's fucking amazing. It's so fucking beautiful. And uh, it, like you can, you can also wait. Like if you want to, you like the Prussian Franco War. Look at those models. You like the American Civil War. Look at those models. Make kit bash them together with with Games Workshop products. Well, third party like Anvil Industry, whatever, and you can make some fucking amazing, amazing militia yeah. armies. I mean, I've been looking again. I, I, uh, one of the uh, the militia army I mentioned back in, I think it was episode two. Um, that I'm going to be going for in the end. I'm going for that sort of British look, British trench warfare look, and there are some really nice plastic miniatures out there. Um, there are resin upgrades as well, but there are some really nice plastic miniatures out there to act as a base for them. So I'm really looking forward to having a play with that at some point as well. And uh, I think they will look very, very cool when they're done. So yeah, I think I think we'll, we'll. I'm pretty sure we'll end up revisiting this at some point when we start talking about militia. <laughs> yeah, we should probably just uh, keep that as a separate separate episode because that's really quite an exhaustive yeah, topic. I'm pretty sure well. we could talk on that one quite yeah. a bit. Um, so yeah, well, even solar exilia, it's yeah, yeah it's massive. Definitely. So. Uh, I think we're pretty much around the sort of wrapping up point of this segment, unless anybody else has got anything they really want to say on it. I have one oh, thing I want to okay. say about this. There's, all, there's always one. Yeah. What's that, buddy? <laughs> Fucking hell. I'm just going to say that if... Because we know that Oscar's made a great yeah. army about it. From his uh, militia, militia, at least. But if there are anyone that is have a nice-looking army based in plastic mainly send it, send in a p- picture to to our mail because we have a listeners gallery yeah and uh, we would love Definitely. to show it off if you want yeah. to 
And actually, adding on to that, like if anyone, like we, we, I, I know we only skimmed the surface of what you can do with all the different plastic kits. But if anyone has any ideas, like about different units, just looking in the Crusader list, looking at the Militia list, the Solar Auxilia list, any fucking list, just email us in and say like, oh, I can build unit X using plastic kits from Y, Z, and fucking or. <laughs> Uh, or, or, uh, uh. <laughs> the extra three, but for those who don't understand the extra three letters on the Swedish alphabet, it's a 29 letter alphabet and it's and then we, confusing. And, uh, and then we have uh, some uh, letters that uh, Freddy tries to, to reinvigorate yeah, as well. well. That's, uh, that's, uh, Thug like or Metallicus, which we will, yeah. we will hear about a bit more later on. <laughs> yeah, it's yep. all about the Thangor. Thangor. Hunger. Yeah, but anyway, exactly. like you just, just fucking use, spread your ideas yeah. because no one is a one-man band. Just spread it with the rest of the community. If you're sitting on some fucking amazing idea, someone else wants to use it and know so it. Spread so the, spread the love you know, is what you're saying. Spread the love. I did, I'm trying to keep this unsexual, but yeah, okay. <laughs> but you're struggling, yeah. You're struggling. I'm struggling. <laughs> uh, I'm co- I'm constantly touching myself. Yeah, I know. Gotta, yeah. gotta touch base. I need, I need we'll to touch stop. something. Yeah, yeah. I need to calm down. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> but yeah. If you found this amazing ancient raid range for like 28 mil somewhere, some fucking weird, I don't know, fucking Armenian or Turkmenistanian company. And they make something fucking amazing, and you can use them, and you can intermix them with, you know, regular Imperial Guards or, or regular Space Marines or whatnot, and you can make something fucking 30k fantastic. Let us know. So just fucking email us and tell us about your ideas. Okay? And for that reason, if you have a fantasy army that you're not using anymore, make a mili- militia army out of it instead of putting it on fire. Yeah, instead, of, <laughs> oh, instead, of, instead of losing your shit and setting it alight with lighter fluid, yeah, t- take a breath, take a couple of seconds and say, how can I turn this into a 30k army? Because that's, exactly. that's, that's a good thing to think about. Which reminds me, I have a beastman army to do something with at some point. Uh, sell it abumens. Yeah, but they definitely don't yep. work with. Uh, I don't think they'll work with my Iron Warriors because I'd rather not have uh, the uh, inhuman thing with them, really. But we'll see. Uh, it's your it's, next it's, army. It's right? my next next, army. next next army. Yeah, it, it's that one. <laughs> it, it just keeps getting bigger. God damn it! Yeah. But give me a couple of months. I'll actually uh, be able to, to buy it all. Build up, build, up, build, up, build up some financial reserves and then go from there. So, yeah. Other than that, I cool. think we're pretty, much, we're pretty much done with this segment. So, Frederick, uh, I know you're hanging around for the wrap-up, which is very cool of you. And I think it's been awesome to talk Plastic uh, plastic 30K. And it is definitely something we're going to come back to. Definitely something we're going to come back to. Um, somewhere, somehow, maybe we look at the Militia and uh, Solar Auxilia ideas. Or we'll see what we can come up with. Uh, for another segment a little bit for, further down the uh, down the road so we don't uh, cram it all in in, in a couple of episodes mm. but um, yeah let's do that and um, we're going to share a lot of our, our work as well I think we're going to try and get some pictures up on our, our episode gallery for this I think that's kind of the plan mm-hmm. and uh, yeah looking forward to it so 
we will uh, play ourselves out on this segment with some... Um, I'm just going to leave us a bit of a surprise that uh, I think we've tapped on a theme here and uh, yeah, let's see what we do. So we'll be right back after this interesting musical choice. was a really really great section on uh, plastic in the Horus Heresy of 30k basically we're now uh, now in an age where it's even easier to get involved and plastic just uh, is becoming more and more acceptable I think is the best way of looking at it and um, to, if, some, to, to some to some um, yes okay <laughs> you are the resident elite we've already established this already you are a card carrying member of the uh, the nra the national resident association um, but, but my friend it's all about perfection right we're going to leave that master race type comment out uh, <laughs> let's not go there um Let's so, talk about what we should talk about instead. Let's, let's talk about the proper stuff. Yeah. So, um, more resin. More resin. Yeah, even. Like, yeah, more resin. Enough yeah. resin to, you know, sink a battleship, basically. We're talking about the Warlord Raffle for the fight against DMD. And for those of you who have been living under a heresy uh, starved rock or have no idea what we're talking about, um, basically check out pretty much every uh, 30k podcast that exists. And you will see that on their page they have a link to the um, to the raffle that Freddie is organising, and it is a prize of a Warlord Titan with upgrade options. I do believe. Am I right, Freddie? That is right. Uh, I got an email yesterday from uh, Mr. Lee, and he is just posted the the Forge World exclusive. Like if you go to Warhammer World, they sell uh, a Warlord Titan head. Mm-hmm. that you can only buy if you go there and he has picked one up he sent me a photo and he, he just posted it off to the guys at scatter shop painting so there you go the the deal is getting sweeter by the minute my god that is getting that is sounding very very awesome um so you can achieve 
an entry into this raffle by paying 35 US dollars and or more. I mean, or more. Every every increment of 35 dollars gets you an extra entry into the raffle. And you are then entered into the raffle to win this Wall of Titan with, as it stands, at least one upgrade option with it as well. And this is being extremely pro-painted and, you know, sort of like in the extreme category of extreme, extremely pro-painted by uh, Chris and the team at uh, Scattershot Painting. Yep. And they are undoubtedly doing an amazing job because they, they do amazing work. And well, if you, if you want to have a little gander of uh, what they've done before for a Warlord, just uh, go into YouTube and write down Janus, Warlord Titan, and see what they did. Uh, in nine hours, they locked themselves into the hotel room at Adepticon and just uh, pimped out a Titan for one of the guys. <coughs> From, from the, the Forgotten Legion. Yeah. From the Forgotten and, Legion. Uh, and it looks fucking amazing. So. And uh, knowing Freddy, uh, the, it's not what you think it is. It's actually a painted World or Titan. Yeah, uh, that's fair. That's you, you've got to be careful with some of those word searches from Freddy. But, you know, we love him still. That's okay. <laughs> it, it is a beautiful Titan, though. It is a really nice piece And of work. Uh, there are some uh, work, work in progress pictures on our Facebook page, if you want to see that. They might be a bit down further down on the page this, these days because yep. it was quite long long since we posted them but I'm yeah, sure no, it was... and, and it's because the Chris and the guys at Scattershop Painting because uh, well I'm happy to announce that they have opened up uh, a hobby store which hey, you've probably seen awesome. even further down in our kind of notes that uh, we were shouting him out for his hobby store and stuff Scattershot, so, Scattershot he, Hobbies am I right? That's right and he's just in the process of like moving, relocating and stuff. So, uh, but hopefully, you know, soon we will have some more whips put up on the homepage, and we might even have him on the show to talk about it. So, oh, I think we've got to definitely make that happen. So, Quite yeah. uh, owe him, considering he's painting it. <laughs> That's true. This is true. Um, but yeah, he is, so that is the raffle for, uh, against DMD, and all the details about DMD. If you don't know what we're talking about now are available on our Facebook page and it's worth reading the story to understand and basically you're doing a good good, good thing with 35 35 US dollars you're helping the fight against something that doesn't get enough uh, doesn't get enough support and something we can all get behind as a community and you know damn it you get the chance to win a wall of titan for 35 dollars instead of instead of paying like 2000 or whatever it's going to cost to actually make this thing happen Plus the pro painting cost on top of it, so basically talk, it's a win-win. Pounds now, so there is that actually, not so much dollars. We are talking pounds, and not dollary dues because we know that the conversion rate is ridiculous. Um, so yeah, get in there, make it happen. Get a get a donation in there, get yourself a ticket, and if you can't afford to get to the ticket, just make a donation anyway. Every little bit helps, um, and right. it's really important that we look into that. So that is the DMD raffle. Next up, still part of that, uh, the the whole DMD raffle uh, charity work, fight against the DMD. Um, the guys from TFL are doing something rather special, Freddie. Do you want to tell us all yeah. about that? The, that's right. The guys from the, the Forgotten Legion, they're running a telethon to raise some more money and actually get some more tickets sold and see if they can raise additional uh, giveaway and prices as part of the raffle. So that's going to be amazing. It's going to all kick off on the 18th of June. So definitely, you know, stay tuned to that and make sure you check that out. 
because who knows? Um, it's basically what it means. The whole deal is going to be a hell of a lot sweeter. So those thirty-five dollars are really going to get you a far fucking way. Yeah, yeah. And uh, my understanding is that uh, basically number of podcasts are going to be getting involved and basically being part of a a live event where people can uh, ring in and make donations and do all types of good stuff. Yeah, uh, so the TFL will have uh, guests from all the pod po- podcast, 30K podcasts around the world. Everyone part of gospel. <laughs> yeah. Know, <the laughs> global <laughs> fucking uh, 30K podcast community. And uh, we'll talk about all kinds of things. And I'm pretty sure that all the podcasts will bring something to the party, something to the, the whole raffle thing. And it's, yeah, it's going to be cool. And yours tru- truly and Chris from Sketch Shop is going to open it up. And then, um, well, you guys are up next. Yeah, you? we're up yeah. next at that point. So we're yeah. actually going to be taking the, be part of the second hour. And, so the uh, Varengi and Heresy are kind of representing because we get yeah. two time slots then. Yeah. Represent. That, uh, that's only fair because you are the one that started the raffle in the first place. And you are the one that knows the most that we all, that everyone else needs to know, basically. Yeah. The hostess with the mostest. Yeah, and then <laughs> then we have a, there's a rolling schedule basically all night all evening yeah. or night night if you're in Sweden or Europe or morning or wherever you are if you're in Australia and yeah. uh, we, we, there's uh, gonna there's gonna be several persons from several different podcasts and if you're just want to hear more heresy in your ears that's probably a good place to start. It's yeah. gonna be. Freaking awesome! I, I don't think I, we can put it any other way. It's gonna, it's a great thing, and big, big props to the TFL guys for getting involved and doing this. Um, really, really stepping up to help out in this cause. So well done, lads! Thank you ever so much for that. Um, so yeah, uh, that is the TFL again. I'm gonna say it, June 18th, and we will update you with more details, times, and uh, how you can make donations and stuff as it goes along. So, next event up, talking about global uh, global heresy and conspiracies and, you know, lizard men in suits and stuff. Chris, do you want to tell us about the scouring of Thungor Metallicus? Yes. I and that's, to, for Tim and Michael, Thungor, not yeah. Thungor, it's Thungor Metallicus. There's a, there's a clip from uh, QI that I'm going to try to find and send them over, send over to them. Or how to pronounce yeah. Yeah, and what it means. <laughs> okay, good man, good man. Yeah, and but that's not the the point because it. Yeah. That... So if you download Pingu episode forty three, when he gets his that that fish stuck in his throat, <laughs> and he tries to do the newt newt, but it becomes thang tu tu. That's that's <laughs> how you want to start it, like bangor. Yeah, basically, it's a, it's a. Well, we're not gonna go into that now because we're gonna go into the scouring of Fungo Metallicus, and the event has started. It started on June 1st, but it hasn't really kicked off uh, yet more than people actually building their armies. But Chris, you're wrong. It has kicked off in my pants. Well, that's... Uh, that's Everything really, kicks off in your pants, Freddy. Yeah, that's basically just mentioning of heresy and something happens with you. <laughs> but we ha- there's uh, the global heresy... Are you say- hang, on, hang on, Chris. Are you, yeah. saying, are you saying that Freddy's got premature escalation? Yeah. Okay, just checking. I, I didn't want to make it that obvious. That was uh, so bad. That, yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than that people just eased into it. 
Yeah. And uh, speaking of, we have uh, currently 258 members of the Escalation League. Awesome. And every, everyone is really kicking off just, this is my pledge and these are my new, this is my force that I made for the first 500 points and I'm going to play some Mortalis combatant lists and uh, it's really, really inspiring if you look up the Global Horror Series Escalation League scouring of Thungo Metallicus or just do the easy way, go to our pay, go to our site, look at events and go to the event site and go that way. Yeah, because we will be posting lots of links. We are not uh, expecting you to go into the code, codes on the, your, your computer and find the letter Thorn to put in the front of Thango Metallicus just because Freddy wanted a f- fancy way to write heavy metal. Uh, everyone blames me. <laughs> well, it was you who wrote it. And That's to true. be fair, mate, it's usually the case. Yeah. Just saying. And uh, we could also... Lies. Not only this, uh, that there's uh, some... Uh, uh, that there are people putting up uh, stuff and their armies and stuff like that. There are also a bit of fluff that's gone up recently on uh, the OS30K wiki from uh, three of the podcasts, which are representing Varingheim, that's us, Diabolus Guard, that's uh, the sexual, sexually transmittable infections. Oh, I mean, CSD Initiative podcast. <laughs> I'm not dealing with the emails from those guys. That's all you, mate. You could deal with that. Yeah, and then we have uh, the Manufactorum NH dash PEP colon seven five eight dash eight H six, which is the Swamp Barons themselves, the Northern Heresy. And there's uh, some interesting fluff there, and we're still waiting for the other three hives. But there's enough to get some juices flowing and some inspiration going. And there are there are more and more scenarios going up on the site as well on the yeah. I have two that I will upload as soon as I've edited so, them. So basically, it's going to www.os30k.com, and uh, uh, Andrew has made sure we kind of linked on the front page under Global Heresy, which yeah, is super right on the if you scroll scroll down. It's Global Heresy system. The first ones are Thunder Metallicas and Gospel. And Gospel is our space station. And uh, that's where a lot of the early battles will be fought, because that's uh, a perfect uh, place for 500 points and 1,000 points, so Mortalis. Really ideal. And I got a small spoiler, because, but it won't really be a spoiler when it goes up, but it's a spoiler here. We have got a map for it now. Ooh. Hey, victory. More or less, I got sent it from Sean earlier. I'm going to edit it and put it up so we can do proper battles on the space station. Yeah, awesome. Unlike what we did before, because they weren't proper. Or... Well, we don't. Ha- we didn't have a map prior to this. It's all about maps. Because it says internal map data unavailable. But that's it. We have the escalation. That's uh, 500 points for June. 1,000 points for July. 1,500 points for August. And then, and then in August we also introduce the raiding force orgs and raiding missions from uh, Book Four Conquest. And then we have in in August in September we escalate even further to two thousand points, still raiding, still raiding. And then we have uh, a quite in, quite insane leap for the next last month, and that's another thousand points to go to all out war, three thousand points. Each of Darkness Force Orgs. That's for October. 
and it's basically for what do you say get get people ready for event for this year or next year oh, definitely definitely for this year and that takes oh, us okay. nicely actually I'm going to cheat there it takes us nicely into Scandus and uh, the events around there so Freddie do you want to talk about Scandus and then Chris do you want to take over and do the box challenge sure thing yeah cool you guys crack on Oh, well, Scandus is uh, the 15th and 16th of October. It's going to be held in Stockholm. And it is going to be uh, a 3,000 point, no bars hold, use any force orge that's available in the 30K publication uh, kind of event. It runs for two days. There's five rounds. Uh, what you need to bring is 3,000 points of any force orge. And then 1,000 points of the combatant Sumatalis list. And also, on the Saturday, we're going to have a night joust, which means that you can bring any kind of Lord of War super heavy up to... Fuck, what did I say? Did I say 500 points? points? That's right. Thank you, Chris. Uh, 500 points. And hey, I was paying amazing. attention. I just didn't say anything because, you know. <laughs> and it's going to be amazing. Uh, I'm still... We're, we're right now... I've asked all the guys to look over the missions and kind of the play pack. The night joust is kind of already locked in. Everyone's happy with that. Uh, we, I'm looking over gift bags and I'm trying to overdo uh, Lincoln, which is kind of hard because I put the bar really high. But <laughs> I've already talked to Chris at Scatter Shop. Kind of got that sorted. Not going to tell you any more details about that. <laughs> and uh, also, I'm talking to talk to some of the other Texan guys about some other kind of things for the gift bags. More details to follow. I've already talked to some of the guys I met in Vegas, which means that Hookers might... Blow is on the way. Oh, well, yeah, no. <laughs> hey, not, fluff not, us for I'm, everybody. <laughs> I, I'm not going to share that with anyone. But there might <laughs> oh, be Freddy. some pick of cards us, uh, for all the people. You know, in their players pack. Uh, so yeah, it's just going to be an all-round fucking super amazing event, and there will be a bar there. So I don't understand oh, yeah. why you wouldn't come. Yeah, we are all going, right? Oh yeah. Yep. Frederick, you oh. there? Oh yes. You're That's there. going. Okay. Yeah. Hang, on, hang on. Which list are you taking? What are you taking with you? Is the question. Most likely taking the Iron Warriors. I, I would like to have finished the Ultramarines for them, but uh, I I don't think I will make it. Not 3,000 points. I, I might bring uh, Ultramarines for the, uh, maybe for the Somatalis. Cool. Yeah. Only um, if they are traitors. <laughs> traitor Ultramarines. No. Yeah, because you have to bring them for the same side. Oh, uh, okay. According oh, to Freddy. Shit. Oh, did I say that? Yeah, you, you did. did. Oh, that's true. Yeah. You have to. Yeah. That's why then, I'm not uh, bring a then, then, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll see what I do. <laughs> yeah. Oops. But yeah, like, when Freddy drops stuff like that on you, you just got to roll with it. I've noticed yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. He did, he did no, it on the recording, so we don't have to roll with it. More the I'm painting a 3,000-point army. What's this? What the hell do you mean I've got to paint another 1,000 points yeah. as a sideboard? <laughs> but there's a, there's a aside. If you don't have a super heavy that you feel comfortable using in the Night Joust, Freddy could probably always lend you a Cerberus. Yeah, nice. um, definitely have a Cerberus for you to, to borrow. <laughs> nice. Maybe not the phrase you want to use with a Cerberus. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, there, there will be, like, if you want to rock up for the event, but you're a bit worried you won't be able to pay, paint 
3,000 points, they're going to be land armies there. If you're going to rock up for the night joust, you don't have a super heavy or you, you feel like you, you can't commit, they will be available to land for me. And But also, there's a point that Frederick makes, uh, because the whole draw, how it works, because uh, it's a team event, so you'll have traitors versus loyalists. So basically, the matchup is going to decide if you're going to play a Solar Mortalis mission or if you're going to play a normal Age of Darkness mission slash Maelstrom. Uh, so you need to have your Solar Mortalis list in the same kind of loyalty as your main list. Otherwise, it's not going to fucking yep. work. It's going to make my my organizing the event a pain in the ass then because then I have to have like sub draws between the draws and uh, whatnot. <laughs> and so don't do it. And to be honest with you, you just you might as well just play Dark Angels because they sit on the fence either way if you're going to do that. So get yourself a Dark Angel yeah. list and just, you know. <laughs> Hi, Jens. You're talking about they're loyalists. Yeah, yeah, obviously. yeah, yeah. Obviously they're loyalists. They're the yeah. only ones that are true loyalists. Yeah, because did, did you see the image I linked the group earlier? Or yeah. That? Yeah, that's how loyal they are. Yeah, but that's the 41st millennium, so, you know. They've just been waiting for... Ten thousand years to do that. Oh, is this when they become mustache, mustache twirling villains? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. We planned this all along. And no, surprise you. But still, though, to come back, like to go back to what Frederick said, you yeah. can still paint the ultramarines for the global escalation. Yeah, that's true. This is yeah, that is true. That is there true. you go. So there's no excuse not to paint the. How are you going to join the escalation, Frederick? Well, first it's um, going to join Facebook. <laughs> yeah, to yeah. start with, I'll get the Facebook account. Uh, step two will be to uh, probably uh, do something with the Ultramarines. And, but my problem is that I started painting them. And uh, after I done like two squads, uh, we got this news about the new bases. And I decided that I couldn't live with having my Ultramarines on some bases. So I basically discarded the whole thing <laughs> and decided to restart the Ultramarine project with uh, with the new plastic bases. So I'm a little bit behind at the moment. But, but I don't understand. Calf is all like, you know, radi radioactive dust anyway now. So it yeah. would work or perfectly in the flow. Don't, don't, don't mention Calf. That, that breaks my heart. <laughs> or, caves, or caves with iron grid floors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but no, don't go there, Chris, because then the new basis works a treat. Yeah, that's what I said. Iron, great, great, great floors in the caves. But on uh, the and the archaeologies. Yeah, if you are going to like restart them anyway, why not just do it in 500 point increments month? Yeah, that, that's that's definitely a good idea. Um, um, I'm gonna. My plan was to go out, and I need to get another one of those kelp boxes probably this week, and uh, start prepping it up. And uh, a box thread. And a box thread. But we're coming. That's the next point on the list. So we. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a nice little segue. Yeah. Thank you very much. We are still running the box thread challenge, and it's uh, still. The one part of it is still for the Scandus attendees, although we have opened it up for international listeners, if they want to, mainly since people asked us to, <laughs> and we have gotten some uh, more pledges in this month, this week, 
compared mm-hmm. to the other last week. And that's uh, basically, you, you take a standard Games Workshop box thread, and you know, you just look at it, you feel it, you hate it. It's so ugly. But then you do, you take basically every bit you own, or like uh, every conversion talent you possess, and rebuild it into something that just looks way beyond what it is. The only caveat is, though, no contemptor pieces. Even though Jody tries to catch me out on using contemptor pieces when he thinks he is right about that. Just keeping you honest, my friend, just keeping you honest. It's not that I want to use contemptor dread pieces or anything. It's only because you want to. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. It's not my fault that uh, the arm pieces looks basically the same on uh, the siege wrecker from the ironclad kit. And yeah, the, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Can I move along? Nothing to see here. <laughs> so that's basically it. Bring a painted, converted, awesome box thread for scanners. That's the deal. We really would like for bookkeeping, just send a picture at the beginning when you start it comes with it, with your pledge. They say, I would like to paint this for the challenge, basically, and your name, obviously, because otherwise we can't really track who you are with drones. Wait, did I say? Um, <laughs> are you going back to the, the, the this whole snatch and grab thing again, aren't you? <laughs> uh, well, considering we also want a photo when it's finished, because if it's finished in May, even if you finish it in July or you finish it in October or you finish it the night before Scandus, it doesn't really matter. We want the photo for bookkeeping, <clears throat> and so we can make a gallery to bring to put up on the on our Facebook page and maybe our website if we manage to make one. Yeah. Say that now. Hard to make a website. Yep, yep, you do. Uh, do and and just so people know, it doesn't have to be part of the army for Scandis. Like, no, no, it doesn't. It, it's a whole different. It, it's kind of like a, an own painting competition. It's, it's like it's like a, off it, as a fun challenge between yeah. us, basically. There are some prizes though, but we can go over them in a moment. Mm-hmm. And as I said, there are possible there are possibilities to join the challenge, even if you or an international listener, because we have uh, Sean from STI that's joined the challenge today, actually. And he's not attending Scandus. That we know but, of. Well, I did offer him the couch in our hotel room, but he didn't really catch, catch that. You mean <laughs> sleeping spoon with you? No, that's actually... A, hotel room actually has a sofa bed. I will have my bed for myself. That's not what you promised. Mm. Crap. I'm pretty sure there were some sexual favors going around. <laughs> yeah, but not for just not for him. Yeah, back to the Scandus challenge. The, the the box trade challenge on Scandus will be on a public vote. That everyone at Scandus that's that's uh, want to vote in the challenge will be able to wo- vote for the coolest dreadnought. And that those that's that vote is only for the dreadnoughts that are brought to Scandus. Because that's the scandalous part of the challenge. The ones that are sent in from international listeners or people that not that's not going to scandalous will be in a separate in a separate draw. Because and we'll we we'll be judging that one directly. Yeah, because yeah, we need to study photos and discuss that more in in depth. Because if you have a lot of people that just aren't doing a vote, it will be quite easily manageable. But if you have 
20, 30 photos you have to look them through properly. Yeah. That's basically it. Anyone wants to go through the prices? Yeah, I can touch on the prices. Um, Bet you can. Oi! First no spooning, now innuendos. What the hell? Um, so yeah, the, the prizes. I am offering up a numbered print from Games Workshop of the Emperor's Palace on Terror. Uh, it's one of 328 or something that I, I happen to have. Um, and then, Freddy, if memory serves, you're offering up a Mark IV Tech Marine. Yep. And Christopher is currently working on something. Otherwise, you're going to get a really yep. nice warm hug. Yeah. You, you can sh- probably sh- choose if you want a proper gift or hug. Uh, but I have to make something that's about as awesome as the things you have Yeah. offered up. Definitely. Well, it will be. I have no doubt that it will be as awesome because our listeners and the K community in general are just awesome. So, yeah. And then that's the sort of roundup for Scandus. And again, just to touch on the dates that's happening on the 15th and 16th of October this year. And then uh, the next one is the uh, Boros Spellkommand. And that is a, a gaming uh, event that's uh, now having a 30k event organised as part of it by our good friend Eric, who was on the show a couple of episodes ago. And um, he has been putting together, slowly, slowly and surely putting together with the help of some of the guys from the GothCon event, um, he's been putting together the outline and plan for his 30k event. So... It's, uh, the idea is it's going to be um, um, the idea is to create a great a great playing experience for everybody and create an annual event uh, to bring new player uh, new 30k players to Armageddon, which is basically the event and the gaming club, if I'm right. Yeah, uh, it's a gaming club. It's a gaming club in Boros that focuses on quite a varied varied game systems. Yeah, and uh, they're both board games and uh, role-playing games, and then they have some miniature players games as well. And uh, so, what they're going to do is they're going to be two uh, doing two-point options to allow newer players into the, the newer heresy players into the the event. So if you don't have a huge army, you can still get involved. So that's fifteen hundred points and two two thousand five hundred points. Um, you need to bring, if you're bringing the bigger army, you need to have the 1500 point option available as well, uh, so that the armies can be distributed equally. Um, it's going to be 20 spots this year and hoping to grow it to the next one. Um, there's a sort of a display or um, pre event, pre 30k event uh, day, which is on the Friday the 4th, and from 4 o'clock in the afternoon, There'll be uh, a number of tables open with uh, basic missions and a couple of uh, armies that um, will let you, uh, uh, sorry, that you can borrow and actually have a, a play with and test test with the games. And then the Saturday is the campaign day, and that's the fit. So game one uh, will be the fifteen hundred or two thousand points, traitor versus loyalist. Um, the second game will be 1,500 points or 2,500 points. Again, Traitor versus Loyalists. Both of these rounds, the winning faction will get benefits for the the last game, by the sounds of it. And game three is going to be either 
3,000, 4,000 or 5,000 points team games, two versus two trader versus loyalists. So, yeah, that's uh, some really large games to round off the uh, the first uh, tournament there at uh, Boros Spokement at the uh, Armageddon Club uh, or gaming. Is it for, uh, for earning? Is it, is, it, is it a club group thing? I don't know what the whole situation is. It's a registered club. Registered club. But okay. they got a quite a large, uh, do you call it? Club. Membership? No, club, club. Yeah, they have to because they have a quite a large clubhouse, if you put it like that. Cool. In the, in the industrial part of the town. They have that's where I went to play with Eric when I was went to Ross. Aha, okay, so that's where you yeah. hang out. And uh, I know that I'm going. I don't know if Frederick is going. I am uh, definitely Chris. going. Yeah. And Chris is going. Yep. So, yes, I'm coming. You, I'm coming. I'm coming. Good. I'll be up. Varangian Heresy has to represent. Yeah. So the whole crew needs to be there. Um, so yeah, we'll come up, and uh, it, I think it's going to be a hell of a good day up there. Um, we're going to have a lot of fun playing Heresy. So uh, yeah, and there was one more event I wanted to give a shout out to actually. Something that popped up today. Uh, and I shared it on our Facebook page. Uh, oh, that one. Yeah, the um, I'm just trying to bring it up now. So I'm going to make for some very good radio and mumble along a bit while I have a look at this. Because you Dawn know how first. <laughs> Thank you very much, Dawn of War. Lovely pun there, by the way. And that's uh, a month after, or three weeks after B- BSK as well. Yep, three months after, and that's actually in England. It's a 30k Horus Heresy event. And that's taking place on the 26th and 27th of uh, November. And uh, that's going to be up in North Hants in the UK. And if you go, it's run by the Greetings from the Warp group. And if you go to their webpage, greetingsfromthewarp.com, you can actually get more information about it. But uh, it's a two-day two weekend event, which looks like a hell of a lot of fun. Uh, we'll give it a proper shout-out on the next episode when we've had a chance to go through all the details. But um, I'm, I'm thinking potential road trip. Um, I'm getting tempted. I'm, yeah. I'm seriously tempted. Um, you know, it's uh, during one of my busy periods as far as work is concerned, but I think if I book it off now, I might be able to get away with it. I'm sure that would be a lovely idea to suggest for a romantic weekend getaway for my fiancé. Yeah. What are you going to be doing? Playing to his soldiers. We can take the families. It was all sounding really well until you mentioned the world fiancé and not Mr. J and I. Well, uh, he was. That was just how I would put it. Put it forward to get get allow get the allowance to go. You know, she's the one that works. I'm just a poor student. Basically, what he's saying is he needs permission and money to go. Fair well, if it's hang on, your student loan will be in by then. Yeah, it will. Yes. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm a working man. I still need permission and money to go. So. Yeah, See? me too. Me too. But um, maybe we could have a look at that as a road trip and hit that up and uh, yeah. see what we can do because that could be a lot of fun. If it's but, organized enough, it would probably not be that expensive because it's cheaper to fly to the UK than fly within Sweden. Yeah, I think we yeah. could make it work basically. 
But uh, yeah, so that is another event I wanted to give a shout out to. And as we have said many times in the past, we are all about building the community. So I just want to give a shout out to um, some of the other podcasts that are out and about there. Um, I want to give a shout out again to JP, who uh, joined us on our last episode, our Jumbo Sode, which clocked in at a very healthy five hours, a little bit more. Uh, it was great having you on, JP. Absolute legend. And it was interesting to listen to the episode afterwards because I wasn't really in the. Yeah, sorry about that, Chris. We promise we'll get a Mechanicum one, and you can take the whole whole lead on that one. Yeah. Um, it's it's not. I'm, I'm not really upset by it. I just, I understand the reasons because the connection issues we all had during that first part of the recording. Yeah. Where it wasn't really feasible to have uh, all four of us in the rest of the chat. Yeah, well, it, it it's it, we'll, we'll work it out. We'll find a more stable way for us to have conversations in the future and get there more people some, on the same one. There are some there are some tips and tricks, and there are some new new recording options. Yeah, that I'm I sure there's some earlier. new fandangled gadgetry and stuff out there that I exists. think I linked linked some to you earlier, so we could check that out in yeah, your we'll coming do that. days. But we'll what, have a Enough so, about that. <laughs> well, I was going to say, so it's time to actually uh, just give some of those guys a shout-out. So, like I said, Age of Darkness, big shout-out to those those guys, JP and Mark. Uh, obviously, a big shout-out to uh, our sister podcast, uh, Jens Alinus at Northern Heresy. And as we've mentioned, the um, the uh, Telethon, big shout-out to Radio Free Estevan, the Forgotten Legion boys. Uh, can't not mention the Eye of Horus lads because at the end of the day – they exist so that we can take the piss out of them and vice versa because you know we we love each other really and um i'm gonna say the uh seize the initiative as well as uh sean's been uh jumping on board with the challenge so um yeah give the everyone a shout out we will shout out more podcasts on a more regular basis but just tonight we're doing a quick once around to say hey to everybody um so yeah i think that that sets us up quite nicely yeah uh, other than that uh, I don't think there's much more to be said apart from social media shout out. So follow us on, uh, come and uh, like us and follow us on Facebook at the Varangian Heresy Podcast. Uh, like and follow us on Twitter at the at Varangian Heresy, and get in touch, get involved. Whatever we've talked about this evening, uh, if there's any points you want to pick us up on, if you want to get involved in the plastic heresy conversation, uh, get or, in touch, or you send in. Uh... Your pledge for the Dreadnought Challenge? Yep, Dreadnought Challenge pledge. The uh, uh, Well, basically anything you think we should know about. If you've got an event, if it's a garage, regular garage get-together or it's an actual uh, full-blown event that you want people coming in for from wherever around the world, give us a shout-out. We will boost the signal for you because, again, we are about the heresy. We are about part of boosting yeah. that signal. Or if you're coming to Stockholm and you want to play the Fredericks, just fucking let us know. And if you do it in, uh, if you let them know in time, in quite a decent time enough, I could actually join as well because it only takes an hour to get to Stockholm. So there you go, dudes looking for dudes. We can offer dudes for you to look for and play with, in the most um, PC kind of way. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's what we can do for you guys. So other than that, has anybody else got anything else they want to add this evening? No, not, not much. Uh, just uh, thanking Frederick from uh, yes. for rocking up. Yeah, thank you, thank you very much for having me. Thanks for joining. 
Yeah, thanks for joining us, man. The uh, the plastic conversation was uh, pretty eye opening, to be fair. And I think uh, it's just nice to see that the the thirty k community can grow in a number of ways now, and that's a really positive thing. Yep. So, other than that, I'm going to say it's good night from me and me and me and me. And remember, guys, treat life like thirty k. Be angry on in the streets, full grim in the sheets. And try not to lose your head. Good night, guys.